sumo wrestlers. I'm Chris Long. I host an American podcast about American football. We would love to fly you out on our dollar, make it work, from Japan to the States to go through a combine to see if you could play in the NFL. I think you can. My brother here, Kyle who you can get in the ring with. If you Do you over. have your passports? <laughs> Did you get your shots? Do you want to play offensive line with Yo. me in America? <laughs> America? Toyota, the nice. the official motor, motor vehicle sponsor of, uh, of the NFL. And, um, and I drive to- Toyota, so does Kyle. Okay. Thanks to Toyota and the brand new Toyota Tacoma, we had an amazing time at the NFL Media Center in Las Vegas from the most badass set in all of Radio Row. We even had the all-new 2024 Toyota Tacoma on our set. Uh, David Njoku loved it so much, he really did try to drive it off Radio Row. With its trail-dominating power, legendary capability, and captivating style, it caught everyone's eye. The all-new Toyota Tacoma dares you to come out and play. The all-new 2024 Toyota Tacoma is the most powerful Tacoma ever, Kyle. And it's time to make your off-roading dreams come true. The 2024 Toyota Tacoma, a truck that's tough on the trail and easy on the eyes, it sure is electrifying power maximum torque the all-new toyota tacoma is the most powerful tacoma ever all-new trail hunter grade is factory developed overlanding rig built from the ground up with the latest integrated off-road equipment from arb old man emu emu and rigid i'm telling you old old man emu they do it, bro. I've, I've, seriously, I've got this stuff on my truck. Dad's got a 1976 Toyota that yeah. has an old man emu on it, and it rides like a dream. Like a dream. So I'm sure that the 2024 version is just even better. We also have a shout-out to Ted Karras, who won the Toyota Charity Challenge at Radio Row with his low score on the Toyota Challenge grid game and received a charity donation from Toyota. Much love, and thanks to Toyota Tacoma for again making the green light set the best at Radio Row. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy, take me away. Chris, Kyle, Nate, and Badback Backy are here for you on this wonderful Friday. Kyle kicks things off with a visit to an old friend. He talks about Mark Tressman, his former Bears coach, being hired in L.A. with the Chargers under Jim Harbaugh. How he thinks that could affect Justin Herbert, Greg Roman, and the whole Chargers offense. Chris also breaks down the Steve Wilkes firing, the issues that came up during the Super Bowl that might have led to this decision. And then we have plenty of fun. We talk about the best NFL offseason activities and sporting events. Chris goes off the wall. We've got a few Masters events. We've got some NBA. But Chris gives us a history lesson. And then a wonderful mailbag with most of the energy spent on convincing Kyle that sumo wrestlers would be good NFL offensive linemen. Chris, Nate, back, back, back. You all think it's a great idea to bring some of the best sumo wrestlers over to the United States and train them to become NFL stars. Kyle wants to see them do at least a conditioning test. So enjoy all that. Enjoy the show. We love you all. Thanks for being here. And just a reminder, we will catch you next Tuesday as we go to two shows a week for the rest of the offseason. Take
green light embassy. Well, no. So Kyle just came <laughs> in and was like, guys, this is really important development here. Iran is claiming the South Pole. They're just going to go set up shop in the South Pole. The Ayatollah is moving in on the South Pole. The off season has begun. <laughs> They're going to build a naval base there. Here's the thing about Iran. Average high in the summer, 37 degrees Celsius, AKA 99 degrees Fahrenheit. This is akin to Caleb Williams playing in Chicago. I just don't know. I don't know if they're cold weather people. This begs the question, if the Ayatollah wants to do what he wants and just be like, we want to get cold a couple months of the year, what should the green light pod do? I don't know, but I, the, like, the thing where I- are we going? Here's the thing I like, that you think the Ayatollah is possibly one man. Is that what it is? Ayatollah is one, is one man. One I thought it was person. like a group. No, it is. The no, it's their supreme. I got to brush up on See, my Iran. Uh, the tables no, I mean, you know, like I'm fine with being wrong about <laughs> Iran, but here's what I'm not wrong about. <laughs> I thought the Ayatollah was a group of people. <laughs> the oligarchy. Yeah, I thought it was an oligarchy Ayatollah, situation. Which means oligarchy. There's a whole Ayatollah going down there. <laughs> Who's well, the Ayatollah? Am I the Ayatollah of this podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. I will now be referred to as the Ayatollah. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, where are we going to set up shop? Where are we going to stake I claim wish we to? had a place. There's two places that come to mind. St. Like, Lucia? Like a really beautiful Ooh, valley Windmere. somewhere in Ireland. Windy, like beautiful. We need an embassy there next to a pub. Yeah. Somewhere with high-speed internet so I yep. can go game for a couple weeks, hang mm -hmm. out in the, in the fields, and then just go have some pints with, with some bros. I want to bro out in just Ireland. Just have a pint been. with your mate? I'd be like, we have a flag right down the street. It's actually green. It's so interesting to me that the Ayatollah is doing this. What's gotten into him? Uh, I wonder what's there. <laughs> they have property rights. A lot of snow. Snow? What's under the snow? And what's the tactical advantage of having the military in the South Pole? It's basically like, you know, somebody radios you. You're like, I'll be there in a half a day. Maybe like, maybe they'll be radio radioing <laughs> other people to come help them because maybe there's more going on down there than we know. Well, some, you know, the, some people think as that ice melts, that land will become more valuable uh, and be fought over. Come on, dude. Oh, that's, Ayatollah's going to be dead by that. John Jacob Astor was one of the richest men in Teddy Roosevelt's upbringing in, in, the, in, the, in the Manhattan Island uh, area. And he was all about, you know, they were all about uh, buying property and, and like tenement housing, and they mm -hmm. were just crushing it. Like yeah. New York was hand over fist in the rental market. Well, this guy, John Jacob Astor, he said his biggest regret, he ended up with $22 million conservatively. Back in the day. He died. $22 million. So, yeah. He said his biggest regret <laughs> was not buying every square foot of the island of Manhattan. Yeah. So when I think about died in big the boss moves i think about did he like, die in the titanic mm -hmm. i think about wow. there's nothing in, in antarctica except for a couple of research stations just just you know buy it all if it's not the ayatollah then it should be us it should be us let's get in the game for the south pole um let's get in the game for this podcast which is going to be a bit of a shit show the off season has started uh not going to say i was too lazy to to book a guest but i know that like twice a week i'm going to be booking guests so i just took the day off you have three guests. So I have three guests here: Doctor Fax, Badback Backy, and Kyle Long. What's up? The Kayatola. <laughs> New gamer tag. Yeah. Oh, thank you because you stole my last one. <laughs> Kyle you, 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 yes. Hey, did he really? Yes, dude. Yes. From listen to this. What? It's a two thousand and ten. Two thousand ten. Little brother move. The, listen to this. <laughs> I, I want to play him in Madden. We're going to talk about Madden more later. But I, I the first time I'm like, how do you do it? You know, how do you? And, and I get a I get a I get an alert that a turd missile has asked to be my friend, which was my name, like ten to twelve years ago. He's it been was your first Call of Duty gamer tag. Yeah, he's to been Kyle's defense because it says it's fun to say you got killed by a turd missile. To Kyle's defense, 
You're a cool dude. You do come up with cool. Yeah, so as a kid, I was kind of. Hey, they're yours. I just had it for a while. (laughs) Hey, take them. They're yours. The idea. You told them? The Kayatola, though. I I kind of like Kayatola. 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 All right. Which is one So, layup line. We're going to do something in a little bit where we talk about the songs you should listen to after you you lose the Super Bowl, like the saddest songs in your catalog. Uh, So, layup line to me, this is one of the saddest songs ever, in my opinion. Castles Made of Sand, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, great choice. That that song is just, no matter who you are, you know? Uh, Not one. What is it? (laughs) End of the road, boys to men. Okay, yeah. Because it's the end of the road for the Niners. So we've got some more songs coming up in a little bit. in the Rain, uh, Led Zeppelin. You think that's sad? In my opinion, it's happy and it's sad. Because look, if you're waiting on the wrong block and you're in the rain, you're doing it for a reason. And if you're just now having that moment of clarity that you're on the wrong block, there's some happiness. I'm a fool in the rain. But there's also some sad. You kind of got to laugh at yourself. Be like, what a dumbass. I'm I'm just a fool standing on the wrong block. Castle's made of sand right here. Bum 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 bum. Right-handed guitar upside down. I've been that guy locked out of my house, asking my wife where we went wrong. No, it was my fault. Who plays football like Jimi Hendrix plays guitar? Oh, that's a great question, Kyle. George Kittle. Keep in mind, he's a lefty playing a right-handed guitar upside down. Not Tua. Hey, question about the – I didn't get to ask this question about the Paramount uh, commercial. Mahomes. Do you think that the, the they they gave Tua the, the script for the Paramount commercial like back early in the season? Because there's a line in there, the moment's too I big for you, huh? Moment, yeah. And then like the whole arm strength thing. Um, anyways. It depends on how much they paid him for that. I'm sure. I'm sure the check was good, and he was great in the commercial. Yeah. Again, I got to say this every he has time. Like, I like the guy in acting. And when I'm seeing him on the Paramount commercial, I'm like, I like this guy. I wish the football didn't get in the way and all the fans. Um, all right, so let's talk about some NFL news. A familiar face popped into the news cycle this week. Mark Tressman. Yeah, Mars. He's going to uh, L.A. to coach with Jim Harbaugh. That's a big stamp of approval. Jim Harbaugh putting you on his staff because I feel like he knows what he's doing. So what's he doing? I think it's a nod to uh, the fact that Harbaugh does, you know, although he is a new age guy and his relationships are kind of like modern leaning with his players, but I would say that he's still old school. Tressman had a lot of success dating back to going with the Raiders. He's a Bill Walsh disciple. I got drafted by Mark Tressman in 2013, and there wasn't a game where we rolled out a game plan, and I looked at the guy next to me and said, what are we doing? Yeah. Mark Tressman always had a plan yeah. offensively, and I think in 2013 we had the number two offense behind the Patriots. Really? Um, so I mean, Who was the quarterback in 13? It was Cutler. So, I mean, you, you get you get a guy with a the big arm. The worst quarterback Brandon Marshall ever played with. Get a guy with a big <laughs> arm. You can layer According the, to Brandon Marshall. You can flood one side of the field. You can layer three levels of the field. We had a tight end, a receiver, and a and – a, a 1A receiver in Alshon Jeffrey. Um, but it was a lot of fun. We had a run game with Matt Forte. And I think Jay was really comfortable and agreed well with Mark Tressman. Obviously, Jay was uh, a volatile personality. And Mark Tressman. I know, dealing with him on Mark Tressman, very reserved. So I think those two guys um, blended together well. And I think maybe the pairing of Herbert being, uh, you know, he undersells himself and he's not really available to the media. I think this might work well with Tressman. Yep. He's not going to be his quarterback coach. He's not his coordinator, but he is a guy in those rooms who is a true QB type whisperer. And I think that Herbert will benefit. And I think the offense will be 
uh, it'll be good to go. Well, the thing I always say is like, how many head coaches do you have in the building? It's great to have a couple. If the if the head coaches get along and well, there's a clear hierarchy, he's not, you know, it was he's not the guy who's going to step NFL on somebody's coach. toes. He's won Gray Cups as a head coach. <clears throat> yeah, but he's been he's had to like manage an you know entire these guys team. Are different in an NFL locker room than they are maybe in yeah. Canada. You can for sure, to for that. sure. No and question. I, and I think like my one. I love Tressman as as a coach because facts played for him too. Yeah, and that that season that you're talking about, I feel like the one thing with the personalities we had in that locker room that we kind of needed that I don't think Mark this not what he does is we needed a, a couple of like motherfuck sessions like where you come in and you're like, yo, this cut all this shit out. You motherfuckers get to work, cut all the extra bullshit out. Who were the and vets though? It was yeah. Tillman, it was Briggs, yeah. it was the guys who had- But you still a, need that coach. You, you do need that stuff. from the coach once in a while. Like you do need that. And that's what was different. Like when the transition from Lovey to him, though those two years, like when I was there and I just feel like that season, it was a great season, but it would have probably went a little bit better if we had got that because we just had like a lot of personalities in our locker room that that entail like we're the biggest stars of the team. What did he say to you guys when you got in that fight and he he sent you both inside? <laughs> yeah, it was my rookie year. We were doing one-on-ones and Nate and I were going against each other. And <laughs> as you go, Nate, Nate and I are super tight. We are like practically brothers. And we got in the fight and Tressman, that was one hard line he drew was like no fighting. and. The, it got nasty for about five seconds, and then it was yeah. over. And uh, his, but but to his to 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 Tressman, I understand like his way he's coached. He said all practices are going to be treated like games, and in a game, if you, you guys would have gotten a fight out. the way you guys did, now did you ever you run plays out. back? So they you made, can't do that so in the game Nate, when the coach is like, "I didn't like that look. Let's back it up." The fight happened, and then Nate and I are standing there next to each other, like didn't want, not sure what to do. He calls everybody up. Uh, and then he said, I'm going to remove these two gentlemen, these two guys from practice because that's what would happen in the game. Yeah. And he goes, now you two, I want you to walk back to the building, which is like 250-yard walk in the in the wintertime in Chicago. And I want you guys to get ready and go eat lunch together. <laughs> we sat there at lunch. And we didn't say a word for like 20 minutes. I was, I was pissed because in my head I was like, yo, if I get fined, I'm going to be so – Because it's way fun. different he than Kyle getting fined. Lunch, and he looks so up at me and he goes <laughs> – the only mad. thing he said to me was, you are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I but, wouldn't apologize. But we didn't get fined. We ended up, it was a day off, honestly. Ended up being working You're welcome. out cool. And he said, he said, uh, you guys are brothers. Yeah. You guys are practically brothers for yeah. sake. And didn't he, didn't great, he, 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 yeah, he's a great guy. Um, when I was, the transition after that season, um, well, who came in? I think, was it Fangio? Um, or who who was the new D coordinator for you guys after that season? That we had in? Mel Tucker, and then I think we had Vic Fangio. Yeah, that's what I was saying. John yeah, Fox yeah, and in. and they run a three four, and like for me and my size, like realistically interior, I'm not big enough. So it was kind of one of those things where who I kind of knew coming into the next next year that I probably was going to be on the chopping block. And when that day came, um, I was in the office, and like I just had a moment with Tressman, and he could tell like I was like bummed out. And I just remember, and I always say it's one of my regrets. He, after like he was cutting me, he had asked me, he was like, he's like, you're right. He's like, you need some money. And I always think about in my head, if I'd have said yes. In like, his office? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Like, I always thought in my head, if I'd have said yes to that, like, what would have came after? But how much money do you think he would have given you? That's that. I always think about it. It would have been nice have, to find out. I have no idea. Yeah. But I just think it's, um, 
the Canadian culture, like <laughs> just to be extra, extra nice. He's a nice. good dude, man. He's he a is. good dude. He really yeah. is. He they're really getting is. they're getting a really good football brain in that building, and yeah. somebody who can draw upon the wealth of knowledge from a lot of really good coaches, from Bill Walsh to you know he was with Gruden at the time when Gruden was at the top of his game. When he was cooking. Um, you know, or yeah, he was coaching Hard. against Gruden yeah. at the top of his game at yeah. the time. Who was he? Was quarterback was Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, I think, won the MVP. Under Mark Tressman. Oh, he was with Gannon during yeah, that year. Yeah, I mean, you might you might want to double check this. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly certain that Mark Tressman don't double was, check it. Let's go with was it. in <laughs> was in charge of that yeah. offense at the time, which yeah. was a prolific one. And him and Harbaugh's, like, believe it or not, their personalities, I feel like, were probably they're probably gonna work out. Like, I feel like in a weird way. Yeah, in a like in a weird way, yeah. they probably will be like in there like nerding out on plays and yeah. new plays they could, they could come up and different things they could do. So. And Tressman played too. Yeah, People for forget sure. that he was, I think he was a safety and I think he had a cup of coffee in the league. Well, but I mean, that that makes a difference. That matters. And I didn't know Tressman for, played. For Jim Harbaugh to accumulate another guy. Another shocking DB, Jeff Fisher. That played. Yeah. I mean, played DB in the league. part of the contingency. Well, he played uh, for the Vikings from 79 to 80 and then he coached everywhere since then. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you know what I think is interesting is Harbaugh, you know, with his background, his coordinator in San Francisco was Greg Roman. Italian. And then, yeah. And then we get to uh, Michigan and it's college offense and that sort of thing. I didn't watch Michigan closely, but I would imagine having a guy who, who's got a background of the West Coast, being in the building, former head coach, like let's retrofit a lot of your ideas and, you know, the, the stuff that you liked in San Francisco to a more modernized uh, game. And the more guys that Jim Harbaugh has in that building that he knows will be obedient to his yeah. his alpha dog, I think the better. And Mark Tressman understands his role and he knows why he's there. He's there to help unlock the potential of Justin Herbert. And they the did hire Greg Roman. Yeah, it's going to be like... So there you go. So so he's got Roman. You get some West Coast flavor from Tressman and somebody who's like more in tune with the modern passing game in the NFL. Like pretty interesting. So I didn't and even their O line situation. Their O line coach currently. Did they hire Greg Roman in the under a shadow of darkness? When did this happen? It was like on Thursday or Friday last. Yeah, week I was drunk. We were, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of that, I can't wait, wait a second. I can't wait till he grabs Cap when the season starts. That would be if <laughs> so, anybody. Go ahead. So Mike Devlin is their offensive line coach. Mike Devlin was Aaron Cromer's assistant when I got to the Bears ah. in 2013. So there's, as I say to young players, especially little bear tree. when I'm talking these players off a ledge, like I spoke to a buddy of mine who was, a set, who was the center in the league this year, but he's on his way out with the team mm -hmm. he's with. And he was like, I can't wait to go in and motherfuck these guys on sat on Sunday on my way out or whatever. And I Don't was like, you have to understand, particularly on the team you're on, I'm not going to say which team, but I'm like, these are really bright guys. They could be elsewhere in the league soon. They could be employing you. So when I see a guy like Mike Devlin, who used to hold the bag for Aaron Cromer's individual drills and Pat My Pat Mayer's individual drills, he's now the O-line coach for Justin Herbert. The group that's going to protect Justin yeah, Herbert. Yeah, it's a big deal. Is being coached by him. And Cromer's a great coach. Respect so you your coach. Yeah, but if you learn something from Cromer, I think you know, like if that's a pretty good thing. Mike, these are great guys. Good energy guy. All right, so speaking of being drunk in Vegas, uh, we didn't get to see Badback backing much. He came by uh, the media center and saw our beautiful Tacoma. Uh, but he was out there uh, not on work, on personal, and got to go to Adele, got to run around the city a little bit. What were the impressions as a fan in Vegas? The NFL should do the Super Bowl there every year. See, I disagree. I had a I feeling you yes. would. You think yes. 
It's all set up. I mean, that's what Vegas does is throw a party. Should be a now. I'm not saying right New there. Orleans and the other places. And if you get a new stadium, New Orleans will be great this year. Absolutely. Um, but it was. I mean, everything was right there for you. Now, granted, the two hundred dollar Uber ride. Everything's from, more expensive. Oh, oh shit! It was like a block, and you're paying two hundred bucks. Bottles of water <laughs> are like ten dollars. You know, like just yeah. trying to survive out here. The music festival. But they did a great job. That was. I mean. What a blast! And it was like who's who everywhere you will look. Someone. Yeah, who's the most famous I mean, person you met? We we were at Adele. I think half the NFL was there on Friday night. Hutchinson, Aiden was right next to me, and then Jason Kelsey, who I got to meet real quick. And uh, you were like, "Oh, I fanboyed. I hope it didn't go bad." I'm like, "Did you lead with you're my friend? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what like it, it, it works out fine." He was great, man. It was awesome, and, and you could. T I mean, the uh, the fame is real. Yeah, that. like the people. I mean, women coming up to him just saying, "Oh my!" Like it was yeah nuts. Like but trying to buy him drinks. And, it's a I sex mean, it symbol. Was crazy. The amount of fame in, at the Super Bowl is crazy in general. Like I'm talking about being at the Cash App party and like smoking a joint outside and watching Megan Fox and and Machine Gun Kelly breaking up in front of me. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I could be the janitor for all they didn't know. Didn't we like, see that last year too? That was it last yeah. year. It didn't happen more than once. When I walked in Radio Row, the first guy I saw it's like blowing three Donovan leads Man. in the Super Bowl. Go ahead. Which is a big deal for me because he's a Southside guy and Catholic League, uh, Chicago Catholic League guy. Mm. So that was cool. You met him? For me. Yeah, I said, hey, what's yeah, that's up? Cool. Shout out as a uh, Donovan. Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, you threw it back they, old school with him. You were like. I went old school and it, it caught him by surprise. Like, how'd you know? You know? I'm from so, fucking Oak, um, Oak Park. So but Jason was great, man. He, you know, I said, hey, I'm boys with Chris. And he's like, oh, man, I'd do anything for Chris. That was like the first thing out of his mouth. And, yeah, he's come on the pod a couple of times. So yeah. I know that. So awesome. <laughs> you know, like nobody wants to come on anybody's podcast. By the way, we're going on New Heights. Uh, New Heights is taped. It's in the hopper. Next week, Bo and I are on New Heights. So that was a lot of fun sitting down with Jason. I mean, like fun. it's so fun to like watch your friends like do that next chapter and like watch him sitting there with his computer and like have his questions. And yeah. Having done that, there's not a lot about football I can tell Jason, but like having done this for four or five years, it's been fun to like help him where I can, but also to watch him kind of grow into this fucking media mogul. He's going to be able to yeah, do whatever he wants to any do. Any job he wants. Any job. You yeah. could feel that like even being at Adele and just, I mean, eyes were on him, man. Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ, and a star. He, he met Ice Spice. He met Paul McCartney. Like I, I, every five minutes, I was looking at a new picture. It was like meeting the queen. And then they like showed Jason Taylor, Kelsey's like Taylor the NFL and Travis queen. walking into the post Super Bowl party, holding hands, and they look like a Disney movie. And then five paces behind them, is, yeah, uh, a luchador mask wearing three hundred pounder. I could not believe that, dude. I could not believe from that. what you guys tell. Like, I mean, and just meeting them real quick, and what you guys say about them, and you know, I think. Like the only difference about him and you know, and you guys are the same way is like you guys just play on Sundays. Right. That's the only difference. You know, yeah. like and, and and just a regular guy. He's regular. Just, you know, and it, it was uh it was really cool. And he was he was uh super nice and um but yeah, man, that fame is real and it, it like oh, yeah. it came quick and uh you could tell, like it, there's an aura. Around. I saw Stephen A. Smith twice. And I'm a huge Stephen A. Smith fan, Me too. especially over the last since I started being a media member, I became an even bigger fan. Like back in the day, I used to be like loud guy on TV. Like, yeah, he's good at like, you know, rabble rousing and shit. But like now I look at him and I'm like, this guy's a machine. I mean, he is like he's like he's like uh, somebody who has a gift. You know what I mean? Like when it's you like think a about nuclear reactor, the amount of shit he creates on a daily basis, dude. And watching him do his solo stuff on his radio show has been amazing. Like, um, 
but He's bottom line is i walked by him like twice and the first time i walked by him we made eye contact i don't know that he knows who i am but all i could think to do because i just did not want to bother him he was talking i just saluted him and then <laughs> and yeah at the win in the and then Salute. and then saw him again at the media center i'm like when do we get to meet stephen a smith but every time you see him he's like getting moved through a crowd you know like he's the president so you know like that was probably the most famous person that i saw this week i know it's funny to say stephen a smith but you see somebody every year that you're like they got this person on lock before you're, you guys I got mean, there he was at the private airport chilling watching basketball no like fucking way if me, i hadn't gone to me the, and him were the only two guys there dude if i hadn't gone to the dispensary i could have met stephen a smith i didn't introduce myself. one of my biggest regrets well, in life involves stephen a smith and it's something that i think about often it's what? one of those things where you'll be laying in bed and you're like you're reminded of something you did that was embarrassing and you're like fuck is this a bad dream but stephen a smith pants you so that, in like that 20 night. i think it was after my rookie year god and i've never had the opportunity to like uh reconcile this okay reconcile it in here. 2014 i was at the espn party at the end of the year i think it was yeah. the super bowl and uh obviously i wasn't playing and i was hammered i was young and i didn't understand the media or what our job is in the media at the time and like you said stephen a smith tremendous at his job and he got me uh he got me going one year because of some things he said about cutler whether they were right or wrong remains to be unseen but i was like i have to like white knight for my quarterback yeah you know what I'm That's my i was like 12 beers deep at, at the espm party <laughs> oh god and i saw him and i walked up and i put my paw on his shoulder so he could he feel was you mid conversation with somebody oh my god and i walked up at no not like violently but i was like hey you know jay cutler says hello or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something smart and i thought i was so slick in the moment and he gave me that look like you are a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> and since that day you've been wanting to reconcile i've been him. like yo i hope i get an opportunity well look into the camera and apologize to Stephen a smith Stephen a i'm sorry <laughs> i should have at least introduced myself before i sent my before, regards yeah 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 from and, 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 yeah. And for which you, i'm sure he would have appreciated he would have. had something smart to say yeah. and what i what i it was think, awful yeah that's a bad one do you know how violent that like you're violent yeah. or how hard you did that it might not seem and I was, hard to I was, you, bro. You know, but it feels but like, like it feels like getting get assaulted. A huge bear claw. That was right before two gals that I that I had met gals. that evening. Give were me like, your hand. Give me your hey, hand. Hey, are you? They're like, hey, are you? Uh, the, you're Kyle, right? And I was like, yeah. And I was with like Brian Nelson or something. And they were like, do you want to come to Gronk's table? And I was like, for sure, I want to go to Gronk's table. I walked over there. The security guard was like, come on, come on. And then it got to me and he was like, stop. <laughs> that reminds me of a time that- I was doing recruiting for Gronk. When you get big time by a celebrity, it's tough. I mean, I've talked about I, I didn't get Jamal big time. McGee. I mean, I you didn't big time, you just kind of like- got swiped. Yeah. yeah. One time we were all at the at the club and Flo Rider had a fucking table like two, and I don't listen to Flo Rider, but Flo it's Rider Flo Rider. popping. So we, <laughs> we, we sent somebody over like, do you want to combine the tables? You know, like we'll we'll come over here, we'll buy some bottles, the whole Yin thing. Yang. And he was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> yes, I love that. He told my friend. Well, Ryder told you to he, fuck off. Basically, in so many words, he was like, "Yeah, that's why we have two different tables, buddy. You and your frat boys Bulls go back there and enjoy us. the bachelor party one year." Who, Whoa, who, like, I that's think it funny. Was like who did? And a couple guys were out like having beers one night. And we recognized some of the bulls from across the way. They weren't, it wasn't like D Rose and Noah, but it was like a couple of the guys from the bulls. 
and we were like, you know, can we get him around a drink or whatever? And and the guy was like, they don't want any drinks. They don't want your drinks. <laughs> I remember talking to some of the guys like, we're not gonna fight the bulls today. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's like high you're not gonna man. kill the we're bulls. We're not gonna beat the bulls up because they don't want our Bud Lights. Bro. That would have so been that would have been in the sun. Chicago for clubs was a crazy time. I had a mutual friend with Joe Kim Noah, and we went out one time in Chicago. And me, Joe Kim Noah, and, and this mutual friend, and we was he cool? Say again. Was he cool? Yeah, no. He seems he, cool as shit. No, absolutely cool. Yeah, like cool as hell, down to earth. Man, he grew up like, like different, man. Yeah. Global. You know, yeah. Yeah, he's super down to earth. But we were at a club and when we got in there and we were in the VIP, like the chicks in the club, they were like, What are y'all doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. this isn't a you, safe place. And they you were can't like, be Yo, out here. Like, we're not bothering anyone. And yeah. It was it was a, a blast, an absolute fun ass time. But Oof. it's funny going out, like being around basketball players versus football players. There's so much chilling. They're just, but they're tall too. Bro. No, but but <laughs> somebody, like I got somebody once described this to me. It was like somebody in the night club scene, and they were mm -hmm. like, "Listen, like dealing with y'all football players, y'all are a lot of fun, but you can tell you wear helmets every day. <laughs> You're like pent up, and you want to be out there. Yeah. And these basketball players, they don't have to try to be famous nah. or like try to like you get some Ooh, of these young yeah. football players in there. They're like tearing the place down mm -hmm. because they got all this pent up aggression and because nobody knows who they are. The basketball players, they just walk in. They could be passive yep. and things happen. You know, uh, they're hey, not in the crowd. They're above the crowd. How was the tables? Did you did you hit did you hit Vegas? We at were all? at we were at the Super Bowl or the um, Sports Illustrated party, and we were next to. Brittany Mahomes mm -hmm. every night, which was cool. Uh, they She's a deep. fun time. She rolled deep, man. They were rolling deep. Well, he asked me, he's like, is it normal for like, you know, wives of players to go get drunk before the game? I'm like, yes. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. They have fun. We're just in the hotel, you know, good night, babe. Enjoy club live. See, our, know? yeah, our, our, our wives are like, is this weird? And you know that she's out. I'm like, well, they're not staying in the same hotel. Like, yeah, he doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. You know, so. everybody's out having fun. I mean, yeah. they say Romo was even out having fun. Romo was out there at the blackjack table. Her friends were out two in the morning at the best show in town. Hey, enjoy. You never know where you're gonna get. Back. We all had big weeks. How'd your bets go? Did you hit the game? So yeah, I took San Fran, which I still think is the right bet, even though it was. Well, you felt like you were on the right wrong. side. It, I felt like it was on the right side, but you know it's. Afterwards, I, when I got home on uh, Tuesday, I'm looking and you see this Gatorade things kind of all over the place. Yeah, and you're starting to see the, pur the purple Gatorade was, you know, the color, and it was a delayed. It was really strange, but because they didn't do it right away. No, yeah, like and I thought. So I was that going. was weird. They didn't give the Gatorade bath right yeah, away. Yeah, people were kind of wondering what was going on with that. But then, if you look back, there was a tweet on Saturday from the Daily Hitman that said, "Hey." I mean, I'm hearing it's going to be purple, which was last year too. Kansas City did purple last yeah. year. So, and then the other, the, there's the conspiracy theory that it's the purple logo. Mm -hmm. So they thought that might have something to do. It ended up being purple, but it started Rigged. out at plus. It started out as plus two seventy five, and then went to one minus one thirty, which is. It's unheard of. That's unheard and that, of. And that's that's all about inside info. Oh, it, we're like, talking about Gatorade right now? Yeah, we're talking about props, dude. Gatorade. Here's the thing about those Super Bowl props. That's why they cap them. That's why they mm -hmm. cap things like the anthem. I can remember being in Miami when I finished playing at the stadium for something for the media the day before. It was like man of the year or the media or something. And I was listening to the rehearsal 
and I had the timer out on the rehearsal. So like I kind of knew how long the singer was going to go. Peter. I'm not the only person. That's why they cap these things. Yeah, There's like 53 see, players. There's a bunch of staff. Like what color is the Gatorade? Was, you tell your I friends was thinking at home. About, I was thinking about, you see, I don't know if this is, if this was the actual guy, but you could bet on if there's gonna be a streak or not. Like, I mean, like you can oh, bet yeah. on yourself. Like, yep. like, <laughs> like why, like this dude, like there's a viral video. I don't know if it's actual guy, but he said he, it was, 5, I was a streaker. Fine, 5,000 no. money. No, he- And down, show he, the streaker, man. Yeah, he put down 20, great TV. 20 grand. Why, why do we, we, we can't show streakers, but we can, we can show trials for like serial killers you know like we don't want we don't want to encourage anybody to be a streaker meanwhile cnn's gonna have a well, guy it's more it's more on the there streakers, all week it's i think it's the streakers that end up having like some type of like political sign or something like that like lately like these were just regular streakers it's not like yeah. glue the glue on the picasso people that Drake would get turf burn. This guy, <laughs> oh shit! This guy, he, 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 it's like he did it before. Yeah. Did you see his form? It was phenomenal. I didn't get to see it because they wouldn't. I knew show he it. didn't do it before because he brought well, the wrong. I was the at the game, so the wrong I saw it. You saw it, but he yeah. went down in position, and got cleat. his hands back, and yeah. he did a really good job. He brought the wrong footwear, but he only did that so he didn't get his ass whooped. <laughs> All right, so so here's the deal: we were going to talk about the parade today because I think the parade is one of the most. It's the most awesome things that can happen to you in your life if you get to win a championship and get a parade like the parade is is good or better than the game um obviously yesterday there was a really tragic thing that happened at the parade i'm still going to talk about the parade i obviously we have a problem in this country what you think should be done about it talk amongst yourselves you know where i land on this stuff like uh it just keeps happening like whether you go to movies or a parade or whatever like i think differently about certain spaces now because of the way things have gone the past 15 20 years in this country and to think you can't even go to a parade like when i thought about philly and and that day with all the unrest that that occurs in a city in a given year all the the divisive politics all the you know the different walks of life the disagreements they stopped that day you know like i wasn't at home with the fans but i could tell just riding through there that people are in the best mood of their life and everybody's on the same page and we're one city, one team. So I think it's just extra tragic that something like this would happen when everybody's supposed to be getting along. And so, yeah, terrible. Uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with anybody that was affected by that shooting. There's no way to hard right turn into the parade other than to do it. I, you know, like I, I'm still going to talk about the parade because it is the best opportunity you have to to celebrate in lockstep with a million people that that support you. So I and I love the fact that you just let it loose. You get to watch the the most. It's incredible to me that we got to see Tom Brady shit faced. Like extensive footage of Tom Brady, the guy that eats avocado ice cream boat to boat. That doesn't go out, that that looks like he's 31 years old. He's almost 50 and he's out there shit faced like he's in college. It's the most relatable thing in the world. I love seeing these athletes stumbling through the yeah. streets of the city that they want a Super Bowl in, riding bikes, you know, getting off the buses, catching yeah. fireball. Well, catching I see Willie Gay with his action. shirt off in the street. He was hurrying shirtless on the concrete. He said, hashtag Vegas. He said, we own Vegas. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's going on here? 
that's what Hennessy does to you. <laughs> it, it, as for a fan, I it it shows that you know because you see these guys on TV and 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 they're almost larger than life, right? It like brings you and it allows these fans to see them like they're real people, just like you, and they're and they're putting their pants on the same way you are, and they're enjoying what they just accomplished. Travis Kelsey might pee the bed tonight. You know, I might pee the bed tonight. You know, like some guy in Kansas City is like, this is great. Um, but what's sad about that situation is just thinking forward. It's a situation where the parade is so great for all the reasons I already talking and like people who maybe don't have the money during the year to get to a game, like you can get to the parade yes, and have it's a free. chance to see all your guys and with stuff like this happen, it, it, it makes you think if like for the future, if they're going to do things like in the stadium where that amount of people probably won't have access to get in just for a safety issue. Anywhere where there's congregation of a lot of Americans, there's a high chance that somebody has a gun, I and whether you like that or not. But here's the deal, like and it happened at towards the end of the parade. There was a lot of, of fun that these guys had and the interviews were all were all electric. Uh, other than Travis Kelsey drunk reading uh, off his phone singing Friends in Low Places. You shouldn't have to read off your phone to sing Friends in Low Places. That's a violation. Um, Kelsey was shit-faced. Chris Jones absolutely got Howard Deaned. He Howard Deaned himself. I don't know why that's not the... I know that, like, the contract talk that he, he, he kind of volunteered uh, his intentions of being in Kansas City for a few years now, that was the lead, but the Howard Dean voice crack was incredible. Um, now... Mahomes is holding on to him like, like you know. I think Mahomes' job was just to be right there in case it goes south, whether it was with Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones. But I could not help watching Mahomes' face when when Chris Jones is like, "I'm going to be here next year. I'm going to be here the year after that. I'm be." And I think Patrick Mahomes sitting there thinking like, "Where's this money coming from?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. damn. Like, or or you know, like his agents afterwards tweeting like. Guys had too much sauce. Cut we haven't those, gotten anything cut, done yet. Cut those guys off. What leverage? Chris Jones plays high as fuck. You know he doesn't. He doesn't play with leverage. He also doesn't interview with leverage. We mean high, like, like without. I'm talking about his pad level here. Yeah. Okay. You know he plays. He plays <laughs> six foot five off the ground. You think he's going to have leverage? The smooth brains. Out in there. in uh, yeah, he's going to have your smooth brains. What? Can you explain that to me? Smooth I brain. Just figure if you got ridges, you got complexity in your brain. If you got a smooth brain, you want your shit, brains to look like ruffles. Shit comes in there, it just comes right back out. You want your brain to look like ruffles. You got to catch some of this shit. So, anyways, I just thought it was so funny that he was up there, like like talking about being there. And and Shane listen, Battier, very smart, very smart guy. <laughs> He's got That's crazy. double That's ridges. Crazy. Double ridges. That is crazy. So I, I just look. He's got ridges on the outside. He's got ridges <laughs> on the inside. So um, I just thought it was funny to see Chris Jones get up there and talk about the contract and everybody that's involved. Like, oh, fuck. Um, Pacheco had a goat. Yeah. Didn't see that. Pacheco was carrying a goat through the crowd. Creed Humphrey was carrying a goat through the crowd. Yeah, Travis, he was carrying, Kelsey Travis was Kelsey was on Creed's shoulders yeah. down mm -hmm. Main Street or wherever the fuck they were. I thought that was impressive. After all those games, after this week they just had for, wow, that's all. Look at Pacheco with the goat. To be able to carry Travis Kelsey down the street is yeah. no small task. No, he took him to the salt mines. So here's the deal. I, the, the parade, best thing ever. I can remember the night before the parade, like sleeping in Fairmount where I lived in Philly. And we, we, we lived above a Whole Foods for people in Philly. I probably know that apartment building. But like out in front, there's a big city park and it's a cool area, art museum, the whole thing. I'm trying to go to bed before the parade because we got to get up early. Like these guys get up at six and they go down to the facility and they meet up, you get a breakfast. And then like everybody compares their tote bags. Like I can remember going to my first parade with the Patriots 
and I went and I brought like a bunch of what we called the clune. It's uh, Casamigos, it's George Clooney's tequila. And I brought a bag full of that shit. I went in the training room, got a Gatorade thing, put ice in it, mixed some drinks up that were like very strong. Real brought it on the bus. As many times as they had been on the parade, they had never seen anybody really take advantage of a situation like that. So when it comes to parades, like my second time around, I was gonna be, I can remember going to Mitchell and Ness that week trying to buy everybody costumes, you know, cause we're just a bunch of kids that want to dress up. That's it what it's become. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm just, so anyways, we go to the fucking, the Mitchell and Ness and I'm buying like Harold Carmichael, you know, Reggie White, like all this stuff. And like, you bring it back to the facility, you lay it out. People are like, oh, I want that. Like when your kids get a box of free gear and somebody was reaching for Reggie White, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> No, can't do that. This is for Fletcher. There's only one guy on this team that can wear the Reggie White jersey. Uh -huh. We got on the bus. We had the Casamigos, the whole thing. We show up at breakfast. Jason walks in with his mummer outfit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because I don't really know. Um, Aladdin? What? The Aladdin? I was like, oh, he's, he's Aladdin, right? So we get on the bus, the whole thing. But the night before, I'm trying to go to sleep. You know when you got something big in the morning, it's hard to sleep? Yeah. I can just remember Every tossing night. and That's turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something tomorrow. Life. Yeah, I got to get in the pool tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So 3 a.m. 3 rolls around. I don't know what time it is. I'm hearing E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. And I'm like, fuck, I overslept. I'm like, I run up. I open the blinds. It's pitch black out. I look at my clock. It's 3 in the morning. There are people outside that are intending Waiting. on drinking the entire day. They're out there all night long. And it was at that moment I realized like, this is gonna be unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, and those guys, they'll never forget this day. And if I had any advice to a guy, it's like maybe drink a little less so you can remember part of it because there are parts of that day that are completely deleted from my memory banks that I wish I had back. It's really sad, Chris. Get a GoPro. It's sad because my, rook my rookie year, the first meeting we had know. with Mark Tressman as a team, yeah, he showed us a picture of Millennium Park when the Blackhawks had just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and there was a million people there. And he essentially, at the end of the meeting, he was like, "There will be three million people there when we win." You well, know? one day when the Bears win, but you know, what I'm you're going to be front and center, Kyle. But they were like, "You and Lance Briggs, but those and all were, those, those guys. were the moments." Yeah, I remember as a player being like, "The clear vision is the parade." You're gonna want to go back. Like, I don't know how we're gonna win the games or anything, but <sighs> it's like you talk about the confetti. For me, it's like riding through Millennium Park. A double decker. Can bus. you imagine Chicago after a Super Bowl, like in like social media? In today's era, the amazing today's age. Be timeless. Give me a minute. Scary. Just give me a minute. No, so that's my question. If Chicago wins a Super Bowl, how to, uh, give me the parade route? Like, how would you do it? I think you go. And what right, are we you riding? Go right on? down Millennium Park, Magnificent Mile, down Michigan Ave. See the bean on the way. The bean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, pretty much the, the same the same route that they take for the Formula you don't know the One track. Over bean? What they did for the Bulls was they. They used the concert shell at Grant Park. Got and it. That's where they did of course. All their, all Kyle, he doesn't know what the bean is. Yeah, Anybody bean. flick that? Yeah, I, uh, many people. <laughs> all right. Well, so that's the par the parade is awesome. What city um, do you think would be the coolest one to do a parade in? Ooh, that's a good one. Vegas. Miami. I thought Boston was so cool because Miami. Might be cool, but here's let me sell you on Boston because that was great. Like obviously, I'd never seen it before. Oh yeah, he won in Boston too. No, yeah, but. Like, yeah, he did. We're going to do the Pro Bowl next I'm week, fucked. Kyle. No, we're not. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there like, all right. So, anyways, we, we went out in the duck boats. They got, so they have a, like a very unique 
vehicle mm-hmm. that yep. I think is cool and it's unique to Boston. Aquatic. And then an old city with tight streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're going through the streets in oh, Boston, oh. they don't have to throw the fireball as far. Two I could hit. Somebody you. get yeah, <laughs> yeah, to throw the child. <gasps> So we so there's a guy that that was able to slip through the defenses and climb up on the bo- boat. This Boston kid, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" It's like me and Jabal here. Joining your race, oh, that's yeah. For who? And so he's up there. I'm like, "I'm not going to tell anybody." But what the fuck are you doing up here? And he's like, "Just ta- just just sign your name on my arm." So I signed my name on his arm. Two months later, he sends me a picture. He got the tattoo. Oh! I'm like, you were desperate. You jumped on the wrong boat. You could add like Tom Brady, Jules. You, you got on the role player boat. Uh, <laughs> but what was really cool about Boston is they they had that like beautiful snow falling. It was like a light snow, and it was just like insane. So I I think any city with tight streets and like old, you know, like I also think I also think Seattle would be cool. Because I think Seattle is just one of the most beautiful what cities. If it rains, we throw fish. Yeah, it could you? rain. <laughs> yeah, throw. They're throwing fishes. I'm Uh-oh. catching fishes. Uh-oh. Yeah, you that whole. Caught a fish or threw a fish in Seattle. Yeah, I did it when we went there on the road. We go on two day trips. Me and Forte and we went did. The fish market. Me and Forte oh, went up there yeah, one time. Dope. We walked around. Was the, it hard? We had a, a Sunday night after game. we went to the dispensary. Yeah, it was very difficult. <laughs> we went to the fish market and Sean we saw Adam. people taking senior photos. And me and Matt got in a bunch of people's senior photos, like. Oh, you got in senior photos? Like we just like sat down at the table That's while they funny. were talking. That's great. They're looking at it now. Like uh, the big show was in Seattle He was Seattle like the best weekend. guy to go do away games with because he was like a kid, but also a grown up. Forte. So like, let's take a walk and go yeah. see what we can do. He's cool as shit. Great guy. A huge thank you to Little Caesars, man. Uh, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL for being around. We got the trucks. We got the pizza. Mm-hmm. What else do you pizza, need? Pizza. Nothing. For being around us all football season, we ordered Little Caesars before watching the NFL slate each Sunday all season long, and they hooked us up with this sweet merch. As you can see, Dr. Fax had it, Kyle had it. Um, You can get this merch too somewhere, I'm sure. Little Caesars had every kind of pizza we wanted, and we were able to hit up their in-store pizza portal pickup to get our fresh pizza and get it fast little caesars the official pizza sponsor of the nfl knows football fans love a great game and a great deal pizza pizza it's not just about the winning team it's also about the losing team and uh, i'm going to talk to you about steve wilkes and then we're going to talk about what 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 their playlist should be because we we just talked about that at the beginning of the show like sad songs when you're drinking your sorrows away what songs are you playing um Steve Wilkes is drinking his sorrows away a little bit because it is like kind of unheard of to be the defensive coordinator in a Super Bowl, get axed within a couple days of the Super Bowl, especially when your defense, although I understand he he and this is a habit he has heating people up at the wrong times. He he hit the the you know the engage eight button a little Rest too much button. late in the in the game. So yeah, he put himself at risk. But in all honesty, it's the same button he was pressing earlier in the was season. Was it nineteen too. points in the in the reg, in, in in regulation? Um, you know, like he didn't he didn't lose Drake Greenlaw on purpose. I thought this defense, although definitely Niners fans who think this is the right move, I could agree with you. This defense, you just have to admit, it's pretty rare to have a defense this good and lose the D coordinator. But when you look at the numbers a little closer, this is kind of what. What got him here? First off, I think it was like a Brian Johnson hire for the people with the Eagles. Like Nolan made that point as like it's somebody trying to run somebody else's system. And albeit his system's similar. Like if you look back 
when he was with the Panthers in 17. Cover three, four and one. Arizona, cover three, four and one. Browns, three, one and four. Cover three, four and one this year with the Niners. But the difference is the blitz rate. You know, when it was with the Panthers, and Arizona, when? the Browns, all 40% and up. And then this year with the Niners, 20%. And when you think about a group that's got a great front like this, you just don't have to do it as much. And I think just where it really cover and win. Where it really manifested for me is they struggled on third down relative to how good they were. When you think about a team that should be really good on third down, you've got some good coverage guys, you've got some really good linebackers win the middle of the field, and you've got great guys up front. They were 24th in EPA on third down, 27th in third down conversion rate. Um, and on first and second down, did not bring pressure. But when they got the third down, there was a 10 percentage point increase. So, so he just could not help himself in those situations. Look at the, the Super Bowl third downs. And I think that's what it came down to. Now, I would look at Kyle Shanahan and say this. Your offense went 3 of 12 on third down in that game. And you scored 22 points. So, you know, like I understand the head man. The head man gets to make heads roll. But, you know, I think what adds to the bad look part of this is like Shanahan had a bad day as a head coach Sunday and his attitude coming out of this thing and I think Shanahan's a great coach but coming out of this thing it's like we've won big games here we're fine you know the whole thing so the accountability factor that that tone is not accountability now Steve Wilkes is getting the accountability treatment here after the Super Bowl and I understand why you're doing it it tells me you probably have somebody in mind Kyle you know and I wonder if it's Brandon Staley I wondered about Jeff Ulbrich, like Nolan and I were talking about this, like Jeff Ulbrich was with San Francisco for 10 years. Now you can't pry him off the, the Jets coaching staff, but you know, like as, as, a, as a wild idea, how about Bill Belichick? Now he says he doesn't want to be a defensive coordinator, but the big mystery to me is like, who did they fire him for? Because they definitely fired him with somebody in mind. The question for me was, why did they fire him? And you answered it, and I'm going to put it simply. There's guys on the team who know that the defense is better suited, to your point, to play coverage and rush with four or yeah. three at times, if, yes. if need be. But it's going to be a four-man rush. I think Bosa, during midseason, they were having that spell defensively when there were questions about them being the most dominant team in the right. league. And I think that the gripes were silent, and they came from that defensive line room where it said, we're doing too much. Doing too much. We need to let, just allow us to be us. Mm -hmm. And at times when you've got these guys doing things, uh, if you've got pressure externally or from the second level, the rushers aren't able to rush yep. their best rushes. They got to go elsewhere mm -hmm. with their talent. And that's frustrating as a rusher, I would imagine. Yeah. It also makes it so I don't have to worry about blocking Nick Bosa. We have to worry about picking up this pressure. Yes. Which I think is easier, in my opinion, than blocking Nick Bosa in a four-man rush setting. Yes, I, I agree with you. So if you're get on, somebody who's going to capitalize on your on your on your strength. And I think they need a, a another lockdown. They need a lockdown corner, you know, because that was something that came up for them again and again. Finding that weakness, finding that you know, look at the Cincinnati game. If you got one more guy than they can cover, they don't look that great. And so, yeah, I, all in all, I think it's fair. This is the NFL. Um, you know, like this defense is really talented. It also tells you something about how talented they think this defense really is that like, this is our ROI. It's not good enough for us. And, uh, I think they probably have somebody in mind. It's going to be interesting. Um, and the whole group is pretty much back next year. So excitement if you, if you make the right hire, but for Steve Wilkes, I feel for him because he's one of these guys that he's gotten the short end of the stick at different points. Like in, when he was in Arizona as head coach, they fired him in a year. You know, he's been with the Panthers, he's been with the Browns, you know, like this would be 
Um, you know, if Steve Wilkes, you'd have told him at the end of the season they were going to be third in scoring defensively, 17 and a half points a game, and you're going to get fired, I think he would have been surprised. But again, it might take legal action. It's the how. I mean, if you were at the game, and you might not see this on TV, but those guys got tired. Mm-hmm. They were really tired, even going into like the fourth quarter. And it, it, it was really apparent with that. Well, they, they, because when a team's when a team's up, you know, the pace, the the run pass ratio, everything changes. And as rushers and as cover guys, like you're gonna be running around a lot. And when you got one fifty three left on the clock, and like I think had Shanahan said, Hey, part of the reason why I took the ball to open overtime was my guys got dog walked for two minutes. Like if you'd have said that, I'd been like fair. Feel better about it. But he didn't say that. No um and I think one thing they get lost in this whole thing is and I talked to Whitworth before the game about this. I said, who do you think is going to win? He's like, I lean Kansas City, but I worry because they're a really hot team. This two-week break before the Super Bowl can kill momentum. And for a team like San Francisco who is not playing their best ball, it can get them back to equilibrium. Okay, so that kind of looked like what it was in the first half. But that long halftime is almost like another bye week, dude. That long halftime can really take it out of you. And I was talking to somebody today because I get treatment on my shoulder, and this guy's like, uh, you know, he's, he's like a phys- physiological specialist. Like he's, he he understands athletes and understands like your your nervous system and the whole thing. And he's like, I was watching that game, and the way the Niners came out in the first quarter, they had such intensity, and they were so dialed in. Laser. At focus. some point, your energy is going to drop, and I think like a halftime like that was the perfect storm. And obviously, the Green Law injury, which had nothing to do with Steve Wilkes. So, anyways, what are these guys, these poor motherfuckers listening to this week? I asked you guys to pick your favorite sad songs that you would drink away your sorrows to. Uh, I can start uh, as you gather your information here, but uh, I would start my night with Just Stay Here and Drink by Merle Haggard. It's a good one. Because you need that to get the, the juices flowing. Could be and then as the night you tonight. tonight. Could quit doing wrong, start doing right. Not tonight, though. I just lost the Super Bowl. I'm going to get shit-faced. And then I'm going to... I am going to what I think. I think I'll just stay here and drink. It's a good starter. So then so then we go we go uh Dead Flowers. Um I'm going to go with the uh I'm going to go with the not the Rolling Stones version but the um fucking Towns Van, Zandt. Towns Van Zandt version which is a little sadder. And then I'm going Patience by the Guns N' Roses as we get a little closer to drinking airplane bottles in the hotel time um to go to sleep. Castles made of sand, bottles and bibles, Tyler Childers Every rose has its thorn. Oh, that's a good one. Because that the thorn the thorn is that you don't win the Super Bowl. Boy song. Mama, I'm coming home. Because your off season's getting going and you're coming home. Your work is done. And then finally, Time of the Preacher. We were listening to that before the show, Kyle. Time, time of the Preacher is a great alone, sad drinking song. <laughs> so I make a little country playlist. Enjoy, Fred Warner. <laughs> that is that is good. Do you like do you like Merle Haggard? Uh um john feliciano do you like merle all. haggard what would you do if john feliciano tweeted at you and was like you fucked the super bowl up mm. i don't know john feliciano yeah exactly that. what i said the other night was we, 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 yeah we would have words you're gonna find out how hungover i am yeah let's uh, I, i'm hungover you and have a hungover fan? you want to have an that uh, was, who's that in the worst mood <laughs> that was that was fucked up bro bro they're on the team playing together like that is like sharing wi-fi you're sharing Wi-Fi, tweeting, 
And here's the matter deal. of fact, they should have scrambled the fucking F 15s because that's terrorism. That's what terrorism. He did just, <laughs> oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Get me up to speed. What happened? They should have gone. So Spencer Burford fucked up that play. Right in guard. O, in, in, and right guard OT, went that. down onto the, the zero nose or the uh -huh. shade. The hot should have been Reed, Justin Reed. The hot ended up being giant Chris Jones, which should not happen. There is no protection where Chris Jones is unblocked. Now, Purdy could maybe hit the throw. It would have been a really tough throw. I mean, guys on the inside the NFL were like, you know, Mahomes makes that throw. I'm like, okay, how about the, the 10 guys below him? You know, like, okay. Purdy's not making that throw. But the point was, Feliciano woke up in the morning and was tweeting about Spencer Burford. He was like, wouldn't have to be such a tough throw if the guy who's supposed to block Chris Jones would just block Chris and Jones. And then Jalen Carter from the Eagles went on Twitter and or X and said, when we played, that's the same guy that when we played him, he was Making saying bad things friend. about his friend that passed away. But I think I think more than anything. And the Which is wild. The, it's wild, but also like evidently. You don't just that, say that. Evidently the things that Jalen said was wild. So like sometimes wild things are said on the field. Well, I'm not excusing any said. of it. I'm not taking a side there. I'll always take the Eagles side. He doesn't like his teammates or his enemies. But clearly. you know, you're not you're not doing yourself a favor by tweeting about a teammate the night after the Super Bowl. I kind of don't believe you on anything else because like that's a low character move. Mm -hmm. Now he apologized in the whole thing. I just don't know how you get there. That was great. Typing out a tweet and pressing send is not, is not like a whoops. He typed it. He tried to reconcile it. Mm -hmm. And then somebody was like, what do you think about the hiring at blah, 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 blah. And he was like, good hire. Blah. Good hire. <laughs> I'm like, just stop tweeting. Stop no tweeting, way. dude. Okay, so give me your sad songs. Well, every rose. Uh, the other one would be any Coldplay song. Yellow. Yellow. Coldplay. Yeah. Um, and there's an album by uh, a gal who hit me. They're all spies. Lord. There's a gal named Lord. You got to yeah, hit Lord. me. I said gal again oh. three times. And um, she, when I was in like 2013, 2014, I think she came out with an album. And you can start, you can listen to it start to finish. Board an airplane. That was 10 years ago? Board an airplane, put on Lord, that album, and listen to it. You'll fall asleep. You'll have the most dream sleep sesh ever. You'll hijack the plane and crash it. Stop. You'll yes. be so depressed. I picked um, Elliot Smith, <laughs> Miss Misery. Like I said earlier, end of the road, boys to men. Here Comes Goodbye by the Rascal Flats. Wow. <laughs> and then um, I have We Belong Together, Mariah Carey. Yeah. I think that's a sad song. And then Halo by Beyonce. How about Stan? Oh, Halo. <laughs> Dido. Stan's a great Eminem. song. Oh, but man. I don't know about sad. It's sad. Cold, I, wonder why. I just I just like the song. Got I got out of bed, bed at all. No, I got you. Yeah. So just listen to Dido. And I can't. But he it's it's, it's about a guy who's trying to. Oh, it's about yeah. No, I know. It's sad. And then yeah, no, no, no. I know. We waited in the blistering cold for you four hours, and you just said no. It's not so bad. Um. Hey, do you remember Dashboard Confessionals? Yeah. Vindicated. Just throw any Dashboard Confessionals on. No, you know what I listened to the other day that's really cool? I forgot about. Remember Alien Ant Farm? Oh. Yes. Are you okay? That's good. Probably not making the mix, though. But <laughs> this is just good. This is just good. Yeah, remember Andy, Nelly okay? and Paul Wall grills? <laughs> <laughs> now that Do you guys laugh. remember Shaggy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Shaggy oh, still performed, Joe. Shaggy it wasn't me. Before. He's got to be on the fret, the fret house circuit now. I would think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think he's performing to like to like older like women. Crap. That's how I met Afro oh. Man on the frat house circuit. Oh. Sat with him on the steps for like thirty minutes. Love Afro Man. Yeah, I never told you this. 
I never told you this? No. Me and Brennan Schmidt, who was a 300-pound glass-eating defensive end on my team, who yeah. now is like 220 and like <laughs> bakes cookies. No, bread. Sour bread. Dough. Yeah. Sourdough, yeah. It's great bread, too. <laughs> Shout out to Smitty. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you if you Google Brennan Schmidt, he's Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson like Lip did a it. cycle <laughs> and started eating Twinkies. but And the craziest thing is Brennan Schmidt was on the Jets. That was the only team he, he was on. But he looks just like Zach Wilson. Anyways, me and, and Brennan were at this fucking frat party and Afro Man comes out and he sits down and it's after the show and we're just sitting there with him for like 30 minutes. And then he's like, yo, can one of y'all help me get on the interstate? I'm like, yeah, it's not that far. It's like a right and a left, but he was fried. So we loaded him up in his tour bus, which was a painter van. <laughs> and he followed us to the interstate. So we really did help Afro Man on the frat circuit. All right, so. He was going to Palmdale. He was going to Palmdale. That's a great song. Come back, come back. Me. That maybe we throw I that one on. Palmdale's a sad song. We could put that one on there. Any Niners from Palmdale? Palm. Shout out to Miller Light for keeping our thirst quenched all season long and delivering us great moments all season long. Every football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment an ice cold Miller Light. And even though the clock on the 2023 NFL season has run out, boy, that feels weird to say, you can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. Because what's the point of having beer if it doesn't taste like, well, beer? It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12-ounce serving with a smooth taste and a clean finish. You can get the taste you crave without the calories. So this offseason, while we wait for another round of football, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard, Nate. You feel it in your heart. <laughs> get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Greenlight. Football is over. It's a harsh reality. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm gambling on so many. I didn't even check to see if my bets hit last night. I was well, on so many college. They, did they didn't hit. <laughs> well, I didn't play it, them all. It, was it a rough day? We have a group chat called Knives. And sometimes Tommy Budokan will bless us with some college basketball and NBA plays. Uh, let me head. see how bad of a night did I have. Uh, Tommy Budokan. Sounds like he might be friends with the one guy. One of these $5 hollers is going to hit one of these. <laughs> so I lost, I lost $220 last night. I'm back to even. All right. A, is that a unit? No, it's not a unit. All right, so here we go. Um, Matt, the NBA is on, believe it or not. Uh, Ryan Rossillo tells me about it all the time. He FaceTimes me and talks about, you know, bad foul calls for an hour straight. And then I want to talk to him about Godzilla. And he's like, oh, sports. He doesn't even want to talk about it. I wanted to talk to him about NBA in the club, but the music was too loud. Who yeah. says Ryan doesn't go out? Hey, Ryan does go out. <laughs> got, got to get together with Ryan. So what's going on in the NBA, Matt? You've got your NBA corner I wanted your opinion on this. So there's this guy, Isaiah Stewart, plays for the Pistons. No, would not fight him. He has a, he has a, um, a reputation as kind of like an enforcer. Yesterday, the Pistons are playing the Suns in Phoenix. And he and Drew Eubanks get into a confrontation in the hallway. Isaiah Stewart punches Drew Eubanks in the face a couple hours before the game. He gets arrested Pretty and charged with assault. If this was like a football game and there was a fight before, would this go to the courts? You know, it's funny you say this because when I was in junior college, I got into it with somebody at practice. They pushed Shock. me. No, I this was crazy. Them. I pushed them, they pushed me, and then it was like uh, punches were thrown. Mm -hmm. It was like at the end of practice when the offense and defense are around one another. And then it was over. It was quick. Boom, boom, boom. 
and it was over and i'm back you made sure i'm back no it was over you know like we both did what we did and then it was over it's a football <laughs> practice right like things happen and then i go to my apartment and that night i'm in i'm you know i'm just hanging out and i get a knock on the door and it's uh you know orange county police or whatever yeah. and they were they were looking for me and, and they yo fuck that kid me. dude wherever you are fuck you <laughs> my story is that my thing is this like it wasn't cool at the moment i remember being like you broke the code like you broke the code. The yeah, he broke code. the code. He broke the code, and and and, how, how bad, how bad, and for how bad, for like months. Wait, wait, wait. Who how bad? I think how for months after. And then what position did he play? In that in that instance, in the <laughs> He's NBA, not saying instance, what yeah. position? What position? He was a linebacker, running back type. Oh man. Yeah, but he came. Did he he came. He, oh man. He so was, my question to you is this. Did they call? Did the team call the police, or did the guy who get punched yeah, call the, the police? Yeah, the sons called the security. See, sons. And well, sons say they stand behind him. I, I kind of think listen, broke the code. Uh, we stand behind Drew Eubanks because we want Drew Eubanks between me and and this guy because this guy's a badass. And by the way, when you look at Drew Eubanks, I'm like, what are you doing here in a in a fucking altercation with Isaiah Stewart, Drew? <laughs> Awful. Like, I feel like I could beat up Drew Eubanks. Yeah. Um. Whoa, okay. That's crazy. That's what? Crazy. Dude. I had a similar. I could beat up. Drew. Could you beat up Drew Eubanks? All you guys. Oh no, bro. You don't know these these NBA guys are tall, bro. No, I understand. You gotta get in. Google, Google a picture of Drew Eubanks. He doesn't look like what you think he looks like. But here's the thing, too. Look up Wait, there. Is he American? He's not American. Oh, he's American. Like, yeah. Look at him. He is. Yeah. Where'd, he, where'd he go? Oregon. State? He looked like he practices MMA, though. Bro. No, he doesn't. <laughs> How tall is he? He's tall, bro. Like that's my that's my fear, What's his bro. Height? By someone What's his height? tall. Kicking you in the face, bro. Their their legs are long. No, man. he's six foot six ten. ten I'm See? scooping him, dude. Six ten kind of worries. <laughs> but like you me. go for a scoop, all he has to do is lift his six, knee, ten, bro. He's from Starkville, he's, Mississippi. He's not just no. Oh, he's from ten. Mississippi. Yeah, bro. He ain't no. He's from the park, I take it back, bro. Drew Eubanks. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is Isaiah he's Stewart might be him. Isaiah Stewart. I watched Isaiah Stewart chase LeBron James around through multiple tunnels with blood all over his face because he caught an elbow. But he ain't do and, nothing. He ain't do nothing that day. He couldn't. That was kind of like a. That was kind of like a. Huh, huh, hold me back. I bet you drew you or not drew Eubanks. Because I know you think he can fight, but I bet Isaiah Stewart wiped the floor with you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys could think that if we you could want. set That's it fine. up. I got Nate. That's fine. I got Nate. Dr That's he's doing the Isaiah Stewart was doing all the hold me back thing. All I have to say is I'm not an easy rate, win. The like connection for rate on NBA players with a punch actually connecting. True. Okay. Look at that. Okay. I got a little some. I got a little something for you. I got a little something for you. Where you from? Do they swing from their ankles? Where you from, Nate? Every time. Westchester, New York. Okay. Is in the top fifty most dangerous cities in America because Rochester, New York, is. That's where he's from. And he was a a boxer growing up. <laughs> they said he was he was sparring kids four years older than them. Oh, they had to like boxer? shut it down. Boxers don't know how to defend people who tackle, bro. I was an NFL football player. Who but yet Drew Eubanks people. might beat me up. <laughs> hey, I'll tell All I want from you is consistency. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 but I also I, hear that. Yeah. What? That I can scoop no, no, that he is a boxer. He's from Bro, Rochester. And he, you don't I want those hear, problems. Also, I've heard from people that I also of all hear, the people in the NBA, you don't want problems from. Is that the guy? This guy's one of them. Mm. What about Draymond? 
Draymond I saw Draymond smoke from him. Draymond is afraid of him. Well, I also think there might have been. I saw the other night Draymond was like, nah, he like Eubanks or not Eubanks. Uh, Stewart <laughs> was like in his grill, and and Draymond was like, nah, bro. And I also think Draymond doesn't want to get in trouble. Anymore. Yeah, he's on thin ice. He's on thin, thin ice. Draymond, I feel like Draymond's the guy that I would hate to play against most, but yeah, I'd love to no, play next to him. Yeah, playing next to him would be great. What, what what else is going on in the NBA besides people fighting? So, I like, like that. you guys have got to watch Victor Wembanyama. Nobody's watching him because the Spurs are 11 oh. and 44 I, the other <laughs> night in 29 how good minutes, could he be in 29 minutes he put up 27 points 14 rebounds 10 blocks five assists <laughs> never been done in nba history like just watch this guy okay. why do they take him out so early though i put bets in there's no reason to play him when you're 11 and they take freak, they take him out give him so early minutes. bro he's a giraffe they they <laughs> got to give the giraffe Listen. a rest Listen, bro, you have to go back and see this move. I don't know if you're familiar with this basketball move called the Sham God. Got it but, right here. But, I don't know what a bro, sham God is. he did it at his height, and it looked absolutely unreal. This is a move a point guard it's does. It's like a running hook. Oh, my God. Yes. It's like a crossover. Yes, and then a like, crossover yeah, that's a, a walk. It's an inside no, out not. crossover. It's named after a guy named Sham, sham God that yes. played for God Providence. Sham God. Yes. God Sham God, yeah. Yes. His name yeah. was Sham God? God Sham but God. But, bro, you would never expect. Who how, is how, this? What's his official height? Seven four. You would yeah. not expect a seven four guy to be able to do this move like smoothly, and then from where he did it, did it from to finish without did a dribble at, after is like he did it crazy. at the, the I'm corner of the paint. That, the top. That's impressive. Paint. But go put on Orlando Skinny Magic Shaq yeah. running the court. And there's nothing that stands out Skinny physically, Shaq, yeah. in my opinion. An Skinny impressive Shaq factor. Skinny Shaq was the most impressive dominant force in the history of sports. Um, okay. Now we are in. You guys ready? Yes. We're into the offseason. We're, we're, out, we're out of football. We've talked about a little bit NBA. We were looking at the sports, sports calendar the rest of the year. And we, this is what we got to work with, guys. And I was asking, you know, what you guys are most looking forward to in the sports calendar. Rank the remaining non-football items that you see on the sports calendar. Because we're sports fans now. The Masters. Number one for you? Number one for Would me. We, could, could we go, Kyle? I think we could go. Could you get us there? I don't know if I could get us there, but I think we could go. Okay. And no cell phones. I don't know. I, I think it's no, a no, I, cell, phone no thing, cell phone. But I think it would be a great opportunity for us maybe to take uh, an RV. Masters number one. RV. The RV down to RV Augusta. I love ice. that. I love that. Ooh. We get the snacks. Are black guys allowed? You know, there's kind Dude. of tradition down there. Recently, you know, yes, kind of I like, believe. I think, <laughs> I think. You know how it goes. A lot of times when you watch the Masters, you know, I don't be seeing that. That's, well, let's, let's, let's fill the RV yeah. with okay, as many brothers a, as we can like, here's a scenario. and roll up on the Masters here's and fuck Trojan horse style. Here's a scenario, guys. Yeah. We get there to the Masters. They're like, all you guys can get it except for him. What, what what's the next move? Who's what the him? I'd give you a new T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll peach ice cream. <laughs> no man, one team, one dream, dude. Damn, it's just man. gonna be. <laughs> what are we wearing? Tall tee oh, down there. Man. Hey, oh my God, no so white funny. tees in the club. That's so funny. <laughs> no, but you know, like yes. that's they're not gonna turn us away, oh, Nate. My God. I'll make it such a big fucking deal to shut the masters down. <laughs> you know what happened last time? They wouldn't let one of my black friends in somewhere. It was yeah. at a frat frat house. Yep. They 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 unleashed a dog out there, and I fucking what? stole off on the dog. <laughs> what kind of so I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> That poor dog. 
poor dog. Dog was a fucking card carrying clan member. What? Okay, so <laughs> they said Nate can't, not you. It was another Nate. Yeah. Nate, you guys are good. He got said, What the fuck do you mean he can't come Dang. in? I guess we're all coming in, huh? They must have been really racist because Nate is light skin, light skin, light skin. <laughs> oh, Nate L. <laughs> so, so, so they, so, outside. so outside. you know what Nate said? Nate was like a word, a word. <laughs> 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 I, can, I can hear that. Oh, you can hear it, right? I can hear it. Hey, I can hear him hey, that, hey they said, hold on a second. We'll be right back. And they hold got like three play. guys wearing like fucking oh, palm tree belts and a German shepherd. Kyle, <sighs> you're going to fucking scare me with a German shepherd? God, I wish you would have called me. I, well, didn't have to. So anyways, yeah, number one master's. Uh, you got any, anything else that stands out? Yeah, Masters. I think the Olympics are coming at some uh, point, yeah. right? So I got the Olympics. I got the Olympics on my list. What Rodeo month is that? Houston. So the Olympics, <laughs> the Olympics are in Paris, Paris. When are the X Games? Okay, well, hold on a minute, player. <laughs> Paris Olympics, July 26th to August 11th. Yes. I'll be in Montana, so I'm not going to be able to go. Uh, but think about how cool this is. The cool thing about Paris, Kyle, is everything's old, right? And they have all these landmarks and shit. Eiffel Tower being one that we can all name. Eiffel Tower, there's going to be beach volleyball players playing right under the Eiffel Tower. La Concorde, which is the largest square in France, in, in, in Paris. The Concorde? It, it, it's the La Concorde. It's the biggest square. You'd know if you saw it. It's 3,000 years old, built by Remsis. And uh, they're going to have BMX biking there. They're going to have all So people are going to be flying through the air on bicycles. That's awesome. In front of like, okay, I'll give you another one. You know the Palace of Versailles? Yeah. It's where they ended World War One, as the Matt treaty. pointed out earlier. That's where the treaty comes from. But it's gorgeous. It's this big palace, and it's got a big lawn. Opulence. And, this, and a formal garden. They're fucking doing events in front of the Palace of Versailles. Horse riding and modern pentathlon. Mm. Kyle, do you know what modern pentathlon is? Uh, it would be... Are you like me at 6 p.m. yesterday? Pentathlon's 5. It's not deck. No, I know. But what's really cool about this thing is- What's the modern pentathlon? Okay, modern pentathlon's crazy, Kyle. All right, guys, this is so interesting. I was reading about the Olympics last night. Okay, everybody should do it. Read about the Olympics. Back in the day, in, in ancient Greece, they had the Olympics. Now, the guys from Athens dominated. They were really good at two things in Athens, sports and gay sex. Hand jobs. <laughs> okay? Reach around. <laughs> No, it's not. That's really uh, what they were good at. I had no hate. Okay? So they had the Olympics. They enjoyed the finals. And they were like the home team, dude. And then they had the Spartans, who were these big meatheads. And they were all soldiers. So to keep the peace, because they didn't want the Spartans to come fuck their shit up, there'd be no Olympics, they gave them an event, which was the pentathlon. And the, the pentathlon back in the day was... This was the one that the Spartans were supposed to corner the market on, right? Yes. It was a foot race, as they called it. Greco-Roman wrestling, long jumping, javelin, and discus. These are all the skills of an ideal soldier. That's the, the fucking coolest five things. Well, yeah, because the so to be able to defend a fortification at the time, run, throw, that's lift, what you had and to jump. Do. Yeah, so there were no guns. They just it and was wrestle it, back when men were men. Um, so so they won a lot. They they fucking crushed it. And now, like you know, fast forward a couple thousand years like a century or two ago they were like let's do a modern pentathlon and they based it off the french cavalry soldiers so like what they had to do behind enemy lines and so now it's retreat yeah exactly that's fucking funny that's fucking funny kyle that's good the canadians are like we're staying out of it <laughs> the ayatollah is like we're going to the south pole they're like we're watching everything all right 
We'll so so now it's now this is so interesting. It's fencing, shooting, swimming, 200 meters freestyle, horse riding. You got to show up and ride a horse you've never met. And then the, and then running, of course, Kyle. Yeah. Do you know that George Patton, um, he placed fifth in 1912? Wow. A young George Patton. So like a lot of I military people. I wonder what he people, was strong at. Probably all of it because yeah. he was a badass. But here's the deal, Kyle, which is really cool. The cumulative score in all these events totals, they, they determine your starting position for the final event, which is... I believe five thousand yard, yard or five one thousand yard heats, and in between each one, you got to whip a pistol out <laughs> and shoot a silver dollar sized target. Is that real? Five times, yeah, bro. Like you're like, <sighs> you know, and then you shoot. Yeah. The, so, so is this yo, for just they're going to be Olympics? doing this? Is this like it's it's the Olympics period? Like they've they been, they do, they, they've been doing this. It's been around. Yo, it's oh, been under our nose, man. The coolest I, event. I, I yo, wow. The last Sega time we had the Olympics, younger. Mitch Unrine, who's a defensive lineman, he's a defensive lineman. His he went to Wyoming. Yes, and his wife was a medalist for the Olympics team for the shotgun trap shooting you know yeah. what i'm saying so like yeah. we all stayed in there one day and watched her in the olympics yo that's, the dude, that's sick that was the funnest like, track, i don't yeah. know i guess it's the winter olympics they have a they he can never a, step out on um, her they have a race where it's like nordic like cross skiing and yep. you have to stop and hit targets that's and it. i had that game i had the the maybe it was the winter olympics game for sega yep. yeah and i remember playing that in the shooting thing like you're talking about you have to like control your breathing because you're like and being so hard yeah. to shoot and beat that beat that like level in that game because of the shooting it's just like race. it's just like the french revolution or something Chris, have like, you heard of the biathlon uh, that, that's what Nate was just. Discussing. You're thinking about the biathlon, which they weren't. They were doing that in Greece too. It was great. They should do the. Eiffel, they should do the Eiffel <laughs> yeah. Tower there. Oh my God! Look, so all right. So guy, you missed it, the Eiffel it, Tower. It, it, <laughs> within your research, did, is there any sports specific to this pentathlon? Olympic? No, no, no. That I could I'm play. Like that. They, they always had. They always add a few sports. Did they add I feel like they, BMX is relatively new. They okay. added a bunch in the last five years, yeah. I think. Wrestling, they added three on three basketball. Break, break, three, three on three basketball. Three on three basketball. Break They're going to be play, playing that in the house that Ramsey's I think, built. I think breakdancing is a sport, right? Yeah, it's going to be uh, first year this year. See? I think if you give me a year, I could do modern pentathlon. You think I'm not break, saying I can make enough. the Olympics, but I could be pretty decent. Do you think if we got a trainer, we can like join and have like a decent break um, breakdancing team? No. No. <laughs> Aiden's built for There's it. There's a lot of white boys. Yeah, but they're like little white guys. Aiden looks like he spins well. Aiden could break down. Oh, spin. <laughs> spins. That's crazy. He does. All right. All right. So 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 I'm looking forward to that just for the modern pentathlon and the cool events like that are in front of cool places. I can't wait to watch. Dude, the really the original talk. Spartan pentathlon, which was, you said, Greco-Roman wrestling. Greco-Roman wrestling, fucking spear throwing, jumping. And what was the last one? Uh, is Greco Roman yeah. wrestling like like scoop fest or it, like just like trying to? Greco Roman wrestling is standing up and wrestling. There's no taking to the ground. It's chest to chest. It's pummeling. Yeah, you can't. And just so, so you like know, what me and Lane and those so guys do in the off season. How do you lose? There's you get points. points. Like if 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 I snake my hands around and I wrap oh. my hands around you and get you to your chest. Okay. It's like I can get you off your spot. Yeah. Scoop fest without scooping. Hey, there's another thing I want us to look at. The Cricket World Cup. Cricket's okay? awesome. I want to get into that this year. I'm going to uh, – can you bet the World Cup? Yeah. Listen, oh, yeah. do you know where they're doing it? We should go. Okay? They're doing it in the U.S., in New York, Florida, and Texas. But more importantly, 
they're doing it in the West Indies. The West Indies is like the host country. Okay, I know real it's like, colonial. But Barbados, Antigua, Saint Lucia, all Saint cricket Lucia. World Cup sites. Huh? A lot of yachts. We should go down there. Uh, England and Australia play June eighth. That would be incredible. We could bring Yo. the families, put them up, and we just oh, go just enjoy the, the thing up. No, no, no. We can go enjoy the cricket in a separate location. You they just, could be at the beach. No, it's the complete I, guilt. I How about we take perfect. them to a different island? Yo. That's what I'm saying. It's the perfect guilt free. Okay. There's so many islands. It's like the keys. Yeah, Yo, we can bro, just choose. Like we'll them. see. We're taking an yeah. aquatic plane elsewhere. Yeah, let's zoom at home. Yo, at the park. No, but you got you got to appease. My kids don't like cricket. Yo, at the I, park here at Darden Town, like they'd be playing pickup cricket. There's a cricket field. Like that's right, where we right can practice. There. We can Let's go practice. float There's, and then we can go pop uh, off. Yo, almost, cricket. I almost I watched those guys one time, like being really high it's over there. Watch I watched those guys play and it's dope. And I wanted to be like, I wanted to like ask them, like, I wonder if they will let me play if I asked them, like, yo, would you probably them? they probably I think those would. games can go on for like seven days? Yes, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the only thing breaks. I don't too. I don't I don't understand. That's we're the used thing to I don't that understand. though. Things take certain time. So I want to go see that. Um also the bash in Berlin is a wrestling thing. Can you imagine Germans getting hyped up about wrestling? ZDDT. Like guys. just a bunch of fucking dressed up Germans. Every German guy I meet is weirdo. And I'm like, you know what? We'll smash you again. Okay. You yeah. And then the <laughs> and then the Bass Pro Shops night race, Kyle, in Bristol, Tennessee. What are they racing? September twenty first. Uh oh, you're talking stock about cars. stock cars, your thing. I thought you were talking about like they're racing boats or something no, 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 at no, the Bass no, no, Pro no, no, Shop. No. There's another one, Kyle. The MLB World Tour is happening in London. Ooh. Uh, the 8th and 9th of June. That'd Scotty might cool. love that. I think the Yankees are probably playing over there. And then another baseball thing is um, Rickwood Field. Uh, you know Rickwood Field, the old Negro League uh, field the back in the day, and it's the yeah. Barons. It's where Willie Mays played. It's, you know, Michael Jordan obviously played there, but it's the oldest stadium in the, in, in the entire country. And it's actually not that old. It's 1910, if you think about, like, how old baseball is. It's a dope-looking field. It's not as cool to me as like playing in a cornfield. That was crazy. Um, also, you know, like this has a lot of history and they're doing it for Juneteenth. So it's like they're doing it June 20th down in, in Alabama, in Birmingham. It's the house that Michael Jordan stayed in for a year or two when he took that hiatus. And Bama used to play football there. They filmed 42 there. So like, I think that'd be pretty cool. We could go wow. there. Now, the last one for me is the number one. And it's always number one. It's the first weekend of NCAA March Madness. Thank you. What weekend is that? It's March twentieth, kind of like in there. And I'm gonna be in Vegas for a fucking bachelor party. No way. Twentieth to the twenty. You're kidding me. What if we crashed your the bachelor party? <laughs> they, they would love it. Okay. I'm like I'm not I'm not dreading it, but. This last Vegas trip just drained. I don't want to go to Vegas for a while. I don't want to go to Vegas for a while. Give it a week. Don't think about it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But it's like that's like it's like coming up. It's sneaking up. The 20th of of March is like gonna be here before yeah. we know it. So that's the only thing that I'm like. Uh. What do you guys like sports? I, I got the more traditional opening day. To me, is iconic. I love it. It's best stadium to go see opening day. Is it Wrigley? Wrigley's pretty. It's cold, man. It's, it's cold, cold at opening day. That's cold. I would uh spring training would be cool, but that'd be cold. That'd be cold too. Bush Stadium. Bush Stadium. Every year the offseason guys in the NFL that train in Arizona, they show up and then the the major leaguers show up for pitchers and catchers for spring training, and then the rest of the guys show up. It's always a good buzz in Scottsdale Phoenix during this time of the year. Uh oh, and, you, and sometimes your tea time will bump up 
Like if you're in a group of NFL guys that trained at, at 7 a.m. Yeah. And you go play it at noon, you're going to be playing with like maybe the pitchers. You're going to have to let them play through. No, but it's like, you know, we get up to the tee box while they're teeing off. You get to mingle with to some see, major yeah. leaguers and you're like, damn, that guy's got That's a That's dope. I didn't know that. That guy's got a beautiful Closest player. I ever got to like a great MLB player was being down in the Bahamas, staying at the Albany. And I walk out of the gym where Justin Bieber was working mm -hmm. out. Justin Bieber was working out next to me. The Bieber. And I, you know, he was like, are you using this big dog? And I was like, nah, it's all you. And that was it. It was cool. Me and Biebs had a little conversation. <laughs> and then I walked out of the fucking thing. By the way, Justin Timberlake was in there too in the gym. I didn't even say that. Tool, I walk out of the fucking gym and this guy is like throwing, throwing BP. Like he's he, not BP. He's, he's throwing a bullpen. He's throwing a bullpen. BP. Which is BP. BP. He's throwing a BP, Kyle. He's throwing a BP and he's throwing it hard as fuck. He's throwing a BP. And he's a big guy. And I'm like, this guy is like, he's got to be somebody. And he's just, you know, whipping that ball in there. And I can hear it. I'm pushing a sled and it's I can just hear whack. it. Yeah. And the guy gets done and we're kind of sitting there and he's like five, seven feet away. And I'm like, yeah, you look like you know what you're doing, huh? And He's like, yep, you know, like a place in ball. And I'm like, yeah, where do you play? Like, whatever. And he's like, I'm from Virginia. And I'm like, oh, me too, the whole thing. He's like, yeah, I'm Justin Verlander. Nice to meet you. <laughs> it's like, what a moron I am. But also so fun for somebody like Justin Verlander who's not used to people not knowing who to you are. To be like, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah, and he was the nicest guy in the world. I got a smoothie next to Kate Upton in the fucking, in the in the smoothie bar. It was Jeez. like the who's who. And we were like, what are we doing here? But Justin Verlander, I watched him throw 40 pitches and they all looked unhittable. And he's in the Bahamas. And he was rehabbing from... He was rehabbing. Big surgery yeah he was rehab yeah and i mean he's at 40 now doing, you know 38 39 tommy doing tommy john all right let's get into the mailbag because we promise you a mailbag and then we'll get out of here man mailbag. a lot of everything today toyota the nice. the official motor motor vehicle sponsor of uh of the nfl and um and i drive to toyota so does kyle okay Thanks to Toyota and the brand new Toyota Tacoma, we had an amazing time at the NFL Media Center in Las Vegas from the most badass set in all of Radio Row. We even had the all-new 2024 to Toyota Tacoma on our set. Uh, David Njoku loved it so much, he really did try to drive it off Radio Row. With its trail-dominating power, legendary capability, and captivating style, it caught everyone's eye. The all-new Toyota Tacoma dares you to come out and play. The all-new 2024 Toyota Tacoma is the most powerful Tacoma ever, Kyle. And it's time to make your off-roading dreams come true. The 2024 Toyota Tacoma, a truck that's tough on the trail and easy on the eyes, it sure is electrifying power maximum torque the all-new toyota tacoma is the most powerful tacoma ever all-new trail hunter grade is factory developed overlanding rig Ooh. built from the ground up with the latest integrated off-road equipment from arb old man emu emu and rigid i'm telling you old old man emu they do it, bro. I've, I've, seriously, I've got this stuff on my truck. Dad's got a 1976 Toyota that yeah. has an old man emu on it, and it rides like a dream. Like a dream. So I'm sure that the 2024 version is just even better. We also have a shout-out to Ted Karras, who won the Toyota Charity Challenge at Radio Row with his low score on the Toyota Challenge grid game and received a charity donation from Toyota. Much love, and thanks to Toyota Tacoma for again making the green light set the best at Radio Row. What All do right. you think? Oh, never mind. You can start the mailbag. Start it. No. 
Come on, that Cletus. That's going to be too much for even us. Okay. All right. Here's a good That's question. That's triggered discipline. Okay, good. Good job. <laughs> What's, the like, ah! <laughs> What's the opposite of slapping? Shane Gillis. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! Ah! Um, by the way, Shane Gillis meeting mom and dad. So cool. Uh and I had texted him in the spring, and I was like, you need to watch this special. Yeah. And he watched it, obviously. And I remember calling mom the next morning and being like, what did dad think of the special? And she was like, he laughed. There were points he was uncomfortable with, but he laughed very hard. And then full circle, they were in Vegas at an event, a paid event. And yeah. It was like a nice dinner at like a 100-yard-long table in this Vegas back room. And on the other end of the table, they said they saw this young guy yeah. with like a mustache and a baseball hat and a T-shirt on. Dad was like, he's kind of out of place. And Mom goes, I recognize him. That's the guy. From the special. From the, that's the comedian uh, that the boys love. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to figure out his name the whole time. And then while they were like looking down at their phone, like Shane walked up and introduced himself. So good. And it was, it was super cool, and obviously the conversation went, it was quick, but it was good, and they took a picture. And I thought it was super dope, uh, and yeah, I posted online, and everybody liked it. It was it was a, a good week. I think it's pretty funny to see that picture and be like, you know, Dad, like all the people we really like are sure excited to meet you. Dude, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's hate. It's terrible. That's you know hate. what I mean? Why is that Dude, terrible? Oh, it's not oh, terrible. I, I think it's awesome. Colleague at my work. When he met Bob Weir, I was like, Dad, get the fuck out of here. Seriously, like, get People out of here. People love him, dude. Yeah. Get out of here with Everyone this. Loves Big He's Howard. been in everybody's living room for 30 years on yep. Sundays. So, like, every Sunday when you turn the TV on, you're inviting Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Michael Strahan into your living room. Yeah. People know Even him really Bob well. Even Bob Weir, But dude. people know him well. No, I know. All right, so mailbag. Yeah. Speaking of big guys, uh, this question comes from Dick Buffman. Dick uh, Buffman. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Dick Buffman? Yeah, that Dick Buffman. Awesome. Why have we not seen NFL teams bring in some smaller sumo guys to try interior O-line? Why not? Well, if you remember the movie The Replacements, I forget the gentleman's <laughs> name, but he Guard, was a yeah. sumo champion. He ate hard-boiled eggs mm -hmm. uh, before games, and he employed a lot of Greco-Roman techniques. But I just think the real issue would be the direction the games are moving now is throwing, and I don't know if the sumo guys would be able to pass protect as dude, well as they'd I mean, be able to dude, run. I, I, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I think they run and block. speed. Hold on a minute, player. No, holding your no. ground. I, Kyle. I, I don't think so. Kyle, I was watching sumo YouTube for like an hour before you yep. got here. These motherfuckers are doing splits, cartwheels. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You like put a, flexibility you put is one of the most important. 2016 Akeem Hicks. With a helmet on in front of one of those sumo motherfuckers, and I'm putting my money on 96 every single time. Yeah, okay, because yeah, okay. It's a team sport, though. He's like know. a grizzly bear, but I think if you go like, snatch up E Honda, he could be Zach Martin. <laughs> e Honda, I do. E Honda was. Think a, about E Honda was just past set. Yeah, bro. Turno Fuji, who is this year's champion, six three three seventy. Yep. Six three three seventy. Couldn't pass a conditioning test. Just saying. Fucking go to Andy Reid's camp. Okay, I'm just saying these guys are superior athletes, bro. Superior athletes. So are the guys in the NFL. That's that, that's kind of hate to assume <laughs> that they couldn't play. Guys, uh, a conditioning. Three hundred and seventy pounds, my guy. Bro, if they trained, bro, well, you never the know, guy last man. year was only three sixty five. Yo, what you call? Listen, five nine, three sixty five, dude. Potros was over three fifty when he came back from Potros from camp. When you've got a nickname from playing in the National Football League, you don't need to pass a condition test at the end. But if you're coming over <laughs> you're from an island in the Pacific and you're trying to prove to me that you're the guy, you can start off with running the conditioning test. Okay. Okay. Fair? 
Sure, but I, I would I like to see shirt. a sumo wrestler brought over. I think they'll be dominant in the run. Hey, sumo wrestlers. You better go to Baltimore. Sumo wrestlers. I'm Chris Long. I host an American podcast about American football. We would love to fly you out on our dollar, make it work, from Japan to the States to go through a combine to see if you could play in the NFL. I think you can. My brother here, Kyle, who you can get in the ring with. If you Do you on. have your passports? <laughs> Did you get your shots? <laughs> Do you want to play offensive line with Yo. me in America? <laughs> America? Bruh, the fact that he That's said, did you, did you get your shots? <laughs> well, I, yeah, you got to get shots. Do you want to come home with? What do you think America? they're going to have trouble with? Like adjusting to the NFL life. Once um, we get these sumo reps. Maybe the meal food. schedules. Yeah, Not the meal food. schedule. We don't eat often enough for those guys. I yeah. remember playing with guys that were like power lifters, and they yeah. probably have a similar yeah. eating schedule. They eat like eight, eight, ten times a day. All right, so like I'll, give gets in, gets I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Kneeling comes back. Sign of respect, E Honda Niels. You know, like, and all of a sudden he's at the center of some big protest. You know, things like that. Just things lost in translation in the locker room, the whole thing. You know, like it would be hard. You'd have to have a translator. They have to wear cleats and clothes. Matt, you could be the translator. They have to wear a jersey. I know some guys don't. You're feel smart. You have. Hey, actually, and if you find one that can get really low, you eliminate the tush push. Tush push. One yeah. person. Nose guard, or zero you, fi nose. you find the guy that beats him in sumo, and you keep doing the touch push. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, okay. Here's another one. Jason like Kelsey. The rules of the game would be confusing. Try to explain an RPO to one of these sumo wrestlers. Okay. I think he's going to be downfield every time. No. If you just get him in protection where he has to lock in on one guy like he's used to, I think yeah. he'll be all right. He'll okay. As long okay. as he's engaged with the down lineman. They're smart. Come to America. What's the average salary? Let's just talk yen. No, that's, yeah, let's talk yen. Talking yen. Okay. Average salary sumo wrestler. Hmm. How much does a sumo wrestler make? Well, uh, they have so many different rates. They make that, like some of them barely get by. The average is one hundred twenty thousand, though. Yeah. I'll just say this: everything they do is more passionate. Dude, when I saw the guy come home in Godzilla, we and they were like, "Why are you here? <laughs> You're supposed to be dead for the country." Like we think we know service. These guys are like, "Yeah, you, you, you know, you got to go fly the plane." <laughs> That's what and, we do, and also like so respectful, you know. Do you think that they would show too much respect to play in the NFL? That that'd be it. You got to get disrespectful. That'd be yeah. that'd be the it the goes problem. against their creed. Yes, you got to like you got to get who's the player you would have him hang out with for a week to like to balance out. The I, you'd have to give him a new Andrew creed. Luck. They would have to go hang out Mark. with Andrew. No, Luck. no, no. Because if he comes out of Andrew Luck's house, he's going to be so respectful he can't even play the game. He's going to go <laughs> home. He can't even do sumo wrestling. Ryan Jensen, who just retired. Yes, put him <laughs> with Ryan be, Jensen. Would be the person that would shepherd them into oh. the the Western way. Oh, no, we put him with Incognito. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you want that. Put him Richie Incognito. I don't know how much of this hanging out with a sumo wrestler. That's good. And, or in Dominican Sue. Yep. Oh, Sue. Sue. Sun Sue? No, Indomitian Sue. Yeah. The art Indomitian Sue's art of war is the like game of war. Bite the opponent. <laughs> Dan Campbell learned from an earlier. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Okay, that was good. Okay. Somebody said we need a Madden update. Here's the update. I had Kyle on the ropes last night, 14 nothing. Now he came back and won that game 21-14. Damn. But I will say he was shaking in his boots. Now I am I am one and one again, we one and two now. We weren't in the same room, okay, but we did come up with 
the plan today to do a wager match. We're gonna we're gonna bet something tonight. This evening we're gonna go. Okay. Let's say two hundred. By the way, Durham Smythe does not look like that at all. Okay, <laughs> have you seen Durham Smythe and Madden? No, but Kate Otten, I saw him last. Can I night. side bet? Yeah, I know Kate Otten was was all over you. Can can I, I bet. Yeah. Shout I out to who do you like? Kua, who huh? had like a who do you like? I know you play with my team to win. Who <laughs> to to win? Like when you guys play for money. Yeah, like, I'm a bit Kyle. Okay, good. Oh, we got side bet. Side bet. Like, can I side bet? Like, can I throw? Can you I throw won't. Fifty. You won't bet a, a total or a side in the NFL, <laughs> but you'll bet fifty dollars on this game. I like short Aiden, things. You got? I li- listen, it, listen. I like short things when I'm betting. Oh, I thought you and, short things. And you'll love me. And love these sumo wrestlers. Kyle, Kyle, like he kind of does the video game thing. Like I know that you're like you're a natural gamer. You're good at gaming. Yeah, but. You also have to understand. Okay, just I, wait, bro. I just watched you. I just watched you go fourth and goal on your son and th- throw a pick on the one yard. There will be a. You know, I kind. There, there. I'm kind of one of those players. That I have to be locked in. If I'm locked in, very, the first half I was. Mayfield. The first half I was. I was cutting up, and then the second half, you know, a little left-handed so ziggy, a little like, all right, now's my time to wind down. Kyle just starts dicing me, bro. The momentum meter, which I didn't even know was like a thing. I was like, what's that thing on the top? It's a momentum meter. Can't even see my routes. We're going to play. Wager match. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and then and then the second question is from our boy Taylor oh, McNellis, oh, our dog, dude, uh, one of the OG green light dudes. Uh, he wants to know what team are we running with in NCAA 25? So I'm going to start it with this. I have a couple teams I can choose from. You know, obviously, I went to Oregon and played there, but I went to a Saddleback Junior. Co- I went to Saddleback College in Orange County. I'm not sure if they're in the game. Probably not, but not they the should have an opportunity to remove the bottom of the barrel team and customize to make Saddleback College. Ah, so, so you can customize and take out like I would take out insert joke here. Yeah, I would. I would take out Washington State and I would put in Saddleback. So I, I used to love being like Hawaii. I think playing in the Mountain West in like a, a dynasty is cool mm-hmm. because you get to go to all the stadiums with the mountains in the back. You don't have to take the long flights. No, I don't. You, you play for Hawaii without the flights. You already know who I'm playing with. I'm living in Honolulu. I'm playing a Aloha Colorado. Stadium. Colorado, baby. You're playing with Colorado. I'm playing with Colorado and I'm firing the coach. But you, you, you that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're running Samson, option all day. Samsonites in town. Hey, um, all right, so here's the deal. Kyle wants to start a league, and I think it's a great yeah. idea. So we're going to do a green light league, and we're, we're basically going to tap people in the media industry, athletes, celebrities. If you want to be in, in our league. green light football league. NCAA GFL. football, GFL. Uh, who's the commissioner? You? I think we can go co-commissioner. Co-commissioner. Yep. Like a parliament situation. Yes. Right. All right, so we're going to do this I'll league. Be Paul, you'll be Roger. Yep. That sounds good. No, I'll be Paul. Because I don't want to be fully involved, but I'll, I can okay. lean on oh, we you. Have a okay. We have a, we have a PS5 set up here. Yeah, so we can play games out so of here. So we're going to do a oh, league. Bad, bad. I'm, part, gonna do a I'm league. part of a Madden league currently. It's called GIR. It's called, uh, you know, something like GIR. GIR. It's a bunch of race car guys who have put this league Ooh. together for like 20 years, 15 years. And there's their reflexes are crazy. There's like 25, 30 They're guys in the league. Uh, so, you know, Twice a week, you have games and you play against mostly other guys from the league. And you contact them and be like, "What time do you want to play? Let's play at ten o'clock." And we get like six people spectating, watching the games. It's a lot of fun. So but the, but if they're not with NCAA. but if they're not winning the league, if it's not a race car driver winning, then he really sucks. Because I just watched an F one driver's reflexes. Crazy. 
as as opposed to Tyreek Hills, you think nobody's quicker than Tyreek Hill, but this race car driver, it's like his. It looks, it looks like they doctored the video. Yeah. How quickly he was catching these tennis balls. Like Tyreek was like holding the tennis balls out, and the guy had to like react. That's what they do, and their neck strength is otherworldly as well. Well, they don't need that in the game. Yeah, they didn't need that in the game. But but Kyle, I think we're gonna tap like Big Cat to be Wisconsin. Yep. Some other, you know, just a bunch of guys. There's a guy. There's like a couple options for Nebraska. Yeah, uh, we could go like Eric Crouch. We could go Richie Incognito. Yeah, we could oh, go Scott Frost. NCAA we could go um, Madden. Madden or NCAA. And Dominican Sue. Yep, jumping back and forth. I don't know. Tom Zach, Osborne, Zach yeah. Miller. Yep. yep, anybody from Nebraska. Matt we just Lawson. went through the whole. So we um, just named all Nebraska, all Nebraska guys. <laughs> okay, and this is the last one. Um, somebody asked, "Do I have any challenges in mind like the pumpkin this off season?" I do have some things in mind. Um, and I went on this site called Great American Days. Have you heard of this site? No. no. Oh, it's crazy, Kyle. You can pick from anything, and you can like experience. You can go experience something. Like something I wrote down was for four hundred and forty dollars, I can go to Houston and do a three day bull riding course. Yep. Oh. Like I think I might put that on the list. No, I was gonna say Houston rodeo is, starts this month. Get that shoulder. Well, I'm talking about going next. Get year that shoulder off the lined Houston up. Rodeo. Yeah. I'm not going to operate. I'm going to rehab. No, get it lined up for after your rodeo. Kyle, at this place, there's no limit on how many bucking stock you can ride. It's in Houston. Um, it's the rodeo bull riding school. I think I'd like to try that. Fly a military jet no, for $6,000 for 45 minutes uh, in St. Petersburg, one? Florida, a, an L-39. No idea. It pulls eight Gs. These are, these are the planes that the Russian cosmonauts fly. You'll probably throw All up. Right. <clears throat> so That's nuts. Another one I want to throw on the list is the one one day cage dive. Would you do this with me, Reed? I'm out. Shit, yeah. With sharks, like with sharks? Yeah, with sharks? Yeah. hell yeah. Would you do it? I think I want to do that. I want to do it. I would do it. I think I want to do it. So the four of us. Okay, so we can go to Emeryville, California. Max weight two fifty. So I can't get too swole. So I can't even go. <laughs> that's, but it's that's easy. It's right off the. Why can't you go to California? Max fit. Max weight. Oh, you can't go. Oh, okay. So I got a perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to assume your weight. For you, two seventy five. Three bills, baby. Three bills. You carry it well. All right. So you go to Emeryville, California. It's off Farallon Island, where marine animals congregate to breed and calve. So eight weeks of this, and the big dogs show up, and we'll go down and dive in the cage. Okay. And then there's a five-day, Kyle, you might like this, five-day race course in the Poconos. That sounds like fun. Yeah, $5,000. At Pocono Raceway? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like you get in these little F1 cars. Oh, yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. Okay, maybe we can do that. If I can right. fit. And then I'd also like to hop a train. <laughs> but that wasn't on the that website. I'm in oh. for. I, think, I would like I a hop a cool. train oh. and and go to these various places. Like we put together an itinerary where I have to hop a train CSA. and get to Houston. Like, can I get to Houston? We had a guy on here on this pod uh, a couple years ago. One of the guys that was on alone. He you, won. You watch alone. alone, Jordan. He yeah. won alone. He was the season where Six. he was the last one left. What did he kill a moose? Yeah. yeah, he killed a moose. He had all his moose meat up in the tree. Fucking Wolverine came and stole it. Then he had to kill the Wolverine. Like, guy's a total badass. He's from Lynchburg, and he used to hop trains as a teen. So I'm thinking maybe maybe Jordan can come teach us how to hop trains. I'm in for that. It's okay. like Instagram I header pictures. Out. Just him 
on that on a train on like yeah. a i've been arrested yeah. too recently before, like <laughs> to get I top a train I yeah I you're on the no fly zone yeah i'm in okay you're in no no <laughs> you'd be good to have too because like honestly if you're hopping a train like there's people that do that for a living like they're like that's what yeah they, they don't do. fuck with that like yo who are you newbie <laughs> but i got Her. him with me I'll be like, get away from us. Um, <laughs> I got a, I got a challenge for you. <laughs> my medicine. I'd also like to s- try quitting porn. No. No? Oh, wow. Why? Like performing in? Well, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> the question was challenges. Um, challenge. Are you going to, Vlad- Vladimir Putin, are you going to get that interview? No, that's not on the list. Okay. How about um, going to an amusement park and going on some roller coasters? Uh, yeah, I go to. A, I've never been on a roller coaster. You've so, never been on a roller coaster. Mm-mm. Space Mountain count? They're not yeah. fun anymore. Okay, Space Mountain. That's a roller, but that's kind of in the dark. You can't tell how close. They're you not fun to. anymore. It's I like think a glory hole. The age. No, they're fun. Yeah. They're, they're fucking yeah, scary. The Feels like it. I want the real <laughs> thing. <laughs> and they and they give you heartburn and shit. Shake heartburn? Yeah, they shake your Wait, stomach out. Yeah. I don't want to get hit by a bird like Fabio. You ever see Fabio oh, get hit by a bird? Nose jobbed. Um, anything else you guys can think of for the off season? That we well, could do. I was gonna say the shark thing. If we get outside the cage and we're in trouble or whatever, it's easy to fight a shark. You just you literally yeah, punch you, him in the you nose. punch him you in boop. the nose. and they yeah they a little boop yeah redirect their sharks are nothing unless, like unless you can't Wee. see them unless you got too many sharks unless you got too many sharks unless you have yo you punch them right in the nose they go all right well see ya well guys enjoyed the show it's good to be in the off season I don't know if you feel the same way at home but that was fun all right well we'll be back on tuesday next week we'll be back to our two show schedule so we're gonna have all these guys in uh intermittently and macon will be back next week um he's tired from skipping the vegas trip um (laughs) he did he did say he texted me and said he'd be in new orleans next year oh he's gonna come to the super bowl we got a soft verbal commitment and and we have it in writing new orleans he could have a good time no Chance. He's coming, dude. Have it I could see him there. And I, so we'll be I, back I, Tuesday. Everybody great. have a great weekend. Catch y'all then. Yeah, you the tone guy, I'm kidding. I'm gonna fight you with my friend.